Welcome to the Mammoth Games cast for the week of December 11th. I'm one of your hosts, Night Swarm, and with me, as always, Filter Horde. Hey, what's up, man? Not too much. Um, what's been going on with you uh, this past fine week? Alright, uh, yeah, I've been uh, kind of experimenting with, um, you know, playing around with some different games that I haven't really completed yet that I want to, um, you know, get a better experience with before the end of the year here. Specifically, uh, Wolfenstein 2. Um, that's a big one that I, I got to like, it looks like I'm about halfway through. So, nice. um, I, I do want to like try to crank that out before the end of the year here. So hopefully right. I'll have some time, uh, lined up. Other than that, uh, we've been continuing to, uh, you and I both have been playing, uh, Battlefront 2. Um, yeah. we're going to mention a little bit more of that. There's some cool updates and looks like EA is going to hopefully, uh, be able to, kind of salvage that game from the full shit show that it started out as yeah they're really trying to they're, they're playing like damage control right now and yeah. uh trying to offer up some cool things that we'll get into a little bit later exactly and then uh also um you know we did have uh finally had that uh interview that we did a couple weeks ago with uh ian moss game designer who just uh kick-started news at 11 yep. uh kind of like a physical card game board game um, so, uh, that went up on Sunday, which is the day that we're recording this. Um, right. so yeah, definitely check that out. Um, I always, uh, like, I love doing the interviews just cause it's, uh, you know, we get another voice, somebody yeah. else to bounce off of some more outside, um, knowledge and opinions and everything. So definitely. Uh, that yeah. That's, fun. that's really good. Um, despite having our little issues with, uh, having our little issues with, um, discord here which is what we're using which um mm-hmm. I, I don't know I'm, I'm really in the mindset of maybe we should move beyond discord and you know yeah. it, it's good for a free thing but uh um man that was a lot of issues yeah and it's like and discord well, seems to have trouble with different like different platforms like every different person has different issues with it right and it happened um originally it happened back when we did uh our interview with Ed Dunn mm-hmm. uh, quite a while back. And um, he, uh, like, basically what happens is Filter and I, we can hear each other and we can bounce back and forth. We do this a lot. So, you know, we test the audio and we make sure it works. And mm-hmm. uh, But when we add that new person in there, for whatever reason, it kind of does this thing where when we're not talking, they start to just slowly break up. Mm-hmm. And then we can't hear them. We can't hear what they're saying. So it leaves us going... Uh huh. Ah. Oh. Like, and and that's pretty much all you get from us. And it kind of sounds like we're being a dick on the podcasts or the the interviews. Um, mm-hmm. Like we're not like you know like. Well, we're kind of like interrupting them a lot. Yeah. Yeah, and it feels weird. And uh, yeah, I think we need to alleviate that. So if you watch or you listen to that podcast, um, the first uh, like mammoth interview uh, with Ian. Uh, keep that in mind that, uh, part of that stuff, you can hear Ian, but we can't hear him all the time. Right. So it gets, um, I was listening to it and I was just thinking back and remembering that I was like, man, this is weird. Uh, it's not bad. So maybe if you didn't know, you would never notice. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so that went up, um, today as of live recording, uh, so Sunday. So Mm. go check that out. It's right up here with our normal weekly, um, that comes out Monday, so. Cool. Uh, anything else? Um, well, we did also, speaking of other off-spin stuff, um, 
this weekend we got a chance to kind of play around with the Monster Hunter World beta, but I think we're going to spin that off into kind of a little short episode where we just talk specifically about that. Right. Um, I think so, that, yeah, I don't want to get too into it. Yeah, we have a little piece that we'll show off uh, here, and we'll just probably have like a brief, like, this is our general thought, maybe, mm-hmm. here in the middle. Um, yeah. And then we do have, I think, a look um, at... Let me see here. Uh, yeah, I forgot to grab the video, so I'll have to look that mm-hmm. up while we're <laughs> streaming. But uh, there, there, just one other thing that they uh, showed off during PSX that I thought was pretty cool. So mm-hmm. we'll uh, we'll check that out too. Okay. Um, for me, you know, uh, he kind of ran through a lot of the stuff I've been doing. We played mm-hmm. the Monster Hunter World beta, enjoyed that. Um, we actually played that with, uh, it, it was originally supposed to be us two, Pasty Pasta Man and Grim. Uh, Pasty Pasta Man tagged out and tagged in Case Aria, and we ran around as that four-man team. And then at the end, uh, Pasty Pasta Man, uh, he's like, I have time to do a mission. Um, filter cord, you, you bailed. Um, yep. Kesaria bailed, so it was yep. Grim, Pasty, and I. And while we were getting ready to do that, um, I heard this loud noise and this click, and everything mm-hmm. just shut down. Um, and it turns out my PlayStation just shit out on me. Uh, oh. I've had that PlayStation since day one. It's a uh, um, a 1000 model, which was first off the line. Mm-hmm. And damn, it lasted a long time. Yeah, that's pretty good. Mine, uh, I, I had to, I had a power supply issue with mine, like, exactly, it was like a week and a half after the one-year warranty expired, ah, like always. I've had that with every course. system I've had, by the way. Uh, except for my original rough. PS3. I bought my original PS3 late, so I bought it, um, uh, it was pre-owned, so it was already one that had, like, stood the test of time. Mm-hmm. And it was the original, like, fat back, like, super wide version, so those things were powerhouse, and those wouldn't die if you'd fucking threw them off a building so um, yeah definitely yeah. so but yeah with my ps4 i had a power supply issue i had to send it in for and yeah and not uh, looking to relive that <laughs> exactly yeah yeah it, it it sucked um i was pretty bummed because there were a lot of things that i had on my um like on that i had on my hard drive that i was like oh shit i don't want to lose that like i didn't want to lose pt and i didn't want to lose um you know, some of the other things that I had that, you know, I was like, shit, I have, you know, I lost all of my save data. I lost, you know, this and that. And um, that wasn't the case at all. It was weird. Uh, I tried for two hours to breathe life back into this PlayStation so I could at least start it and do some stuff. And uh, nothing, nothing. Um, and this happened pretty midday that it mm-hmm. bombed out on me. And, um, yeah, that sucked. So... Right before I left the house to go to Best Buy to buy a PlayStation 4 Pro, um, mm-hmm. I tried it again. It wouldn't turn on. Uh, it made this clicking noise. Left the house, bought the PlayStation 4 Pro. Came back to show uh, almost Ashley, hey, look, this thing's busted to shit. Because she didn't see it at all. She she got off work. We immediately just went right to Best Buy and then came home. And then she saw it for the first time. I pressed it to turn it on. Nothing pressed it again mm-hmm. to turn it on nothing i wanted to show her like look th- look at this noise it's making it's crazy i pressed it a third time the fucking thing turned on <laughs> whoa fully back to life so i'm not weird. even kidding it ran through everything um 
And uh, I even up, I even tried to play a game. It played it flawlessly, like nothing ever happened. That's um, really weird. So you know, I'm not sure what I'm going to do with that, but um, uh, Tasty Pasta Man got me that um, PS4 game drive, that two terabyte game drive. I didn't have to redo anything. I, I mm. like everything is on that drive. I plugged that into the PS4 Pro after setup. Um, it recognized it immediately. All my games were downloaded right there. So I really uh, uh, commend him for getting that to me as a Christmas gift. That's fucking awesome. Thank you. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I was able to make sure all of my stuff on the old PlayStation was uploaded to the cloud. I was able to move PT from the console to the hard drive. So now it's on the hard drive. I literally got everything off there. I don't have to play uh, any of the games again. Mm-hmm. Um and I got a PS4 Pro, so um, All it was right. kind of like uh, like an oh shit, but that's awesome moment. Yeah, that's like, really weird. Yeah. It, it's, it, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I don't know why it didn't work for um, probably like seven or eight hours. So mm-hmm. I, I don't get it. But, you know, whatever. PS4 Pro, I guess I get that upgraded... Um, streaming quality so if you follow me here on twitch um uh the real night swarm you can you know expect to see some better quality things so it's pretty cool <laughs> cool um and of course aside from that we've had uh i've been doing uh i did P- a psx and a vga live stream that you mm-hmm. guys could have caught um that was pretty good um been playing we played monster hunter world beta we've been playing continuing to play star wars battlefront 2 um pretty regularly over the weekend and uh now that i got this pro i can't wait to get into assassin's creed origins again pick up where i kind of left off yeah so yeah that's pretty much where i'm at cool well yeah it's been a it's been a busy uh busy time with a lot of games going on uh in the holiday it is normally a thing that's like holidays Get a bunch of games in, realize that the year's almost over and you have to come up with what your favorite stuff is. Panic, play something old. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, um, that's always how it goes. Yeah, and th- that's something that we should probably uh, uh, be thinking of. Like, maybe, uh, yeah. like, what we think is our best of the year. Right. Not only just game of the year, but, like, maybe, like, best indie game or, you know, I don't know. Maybe we'll compile a list for our next podcast. Mm-hmm. Maybe that can be something we can do on our next podcast. Okay. Our, our number 30 podcast. That's kind of a little milestone, I guess. Interesting. That's, yeah. That's cool. Cool. Um, but as always, guys, um, before we start the podcast, you get a chance, head over to facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc. Check out all of the top news and video games, stuff that matters. Everything that you hear here, you will see over there first. Here, here. Um, here, here. Uh, so make sure you're liking that. All the likes, comments, shares, and all that jazz are appreciated. Um, as well, um, I did have it pulled up. <laughs> Give me a second. Yeah. Um, follow us on Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. Um, mm-hmm. It'll give you reminders on when our podcast goes live. If there are things that are uh, changing, um, like uh, it was. On the 8th, uh, you know, I told everyone that our live stream is being moved to Sunday. So um, if you'd like to catch these live streams, not just listen to them in the car on your way to work, um, you know, you can follow along, chat with us, and all that jazz. Um, Hmm. As well, as you know, our podcast, um, 
It's on iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean.com. So, for your convenience. Slide this over, and then we'll jump right into games releasing. Uh, These games are December 11th to December 17th. Um, This first section of games is on the 12th. You can go ahead and kick it off Mm -hmm. if you'd like. Okay. Um, So, yeah, the first... uh... Kind of the you know like always this is pretty much alphabetical. So the first one we have is End Is Nigh, which is a uh, this is coming out on the Switch. That's a, a game from uh, Ed McMillan, who is um, the Team Meat uh, Super Meat Boy. Um, what is Binding of Isaac? Uh, so that's the the pedigree. Of, right. Uh, yeah, it's they're not really a series, but they certainly have like a lot of stuff in common. Um, the other person working on that is Tyler Galile. Um, which I couldn't find a whole lot of info on, so um, I guess that would just be the next uh, partner that Ed's working with here. Um, but yeah, really, uh, uh, it's a platformer. It's got some kind of like funky, weird stuff going on. A uh, little, well, I can't say it's any darker than any of the other games, but palette-wise, uh, it's very like reminds me of Limbo. Yeah, um, very much so. It's kind of like dusky, kind of hard to. It's using a lot uh, of its own negative space. See what's going on, right? Using the negative space, a very deep uh, foreground and background um, art, I guess. But uh, yeah, otherwise, it, it pretty much looks like a Meat Boy successor. Um, yeah, um, it very much looks like a Meat Boy successor, but right. they're using um, a lot of the stylings of Binding of Isaac. Uh, like a lot of the font really reminds me of Binding of Isaac, the way that the mm-hmm. character kind of um, looks. It, it, it is. It's it's quite possibly like if you imagine combining Binding of Isaac and right um, Super Meat Boy, the, the, right. and, and you get the end is nice. So um, if you're really into those uh, Ed McMillan games, I, yeah, you'll you'll be into this. <laughs> yep, this is it. This is um, it. I think I think this has already been out on. Steam and is just now coming to Switch. Um, I think that's the backstory of that one, but not 100%. Right. Cool. Yeah, that one's coming out um, December 12th on the Switch. Uh, Next up, it's we don't even have to spend a lot of time. It's Fallout 4 for VR on Vive. Yep. There's not Um, a lot to say about that. (laughs) Yeah, it it is. It's it's Fallout 4, but you can look around and see shit instead of use a, you know controller the controller to do it um i mean you're still gonna have to use a controller of course but uh less turning i guess less right stick action Mm -hmm. you can just turn around and look um vibe only vibe only yeah um i think the one thing that'll make this that that i would like to have this game on a vr for would be the creation of yeah, like your little homes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. That makes it feel more personal. Like, I look at that and I'm like, oh, that's cool. And then I think, oh, man, it would probably be really difficult to, uh, like, aim and shoot. Like, I don't know if my aim is as good in real life as it is in a video game. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know? <clears throat> but uh, it does look really cool. And then the other thing that worries me is um, not... It always worries me when a game doesn't use that token throwing system, mm-hmm. because it kind of gives me that that feeling that you know there's going to be that head bob and you're gonna you're gonna be sick. So something like Fallout or Skyrim, 
which I know Skyrim has the token throwing system, where it's like, I'm standing here now, and I'm like a turret, and then I throw my well, player over here, mm-hmm. and then, I, you know, I'm a turret over here now. Um, that, you know, it, it eliminates that, that travel and that um, feeling of sickness that people get with v- some VR games. I'm just afraid that right. this has... Uh, this would have that. Um, so, if you have any information on that uh, or feedback, yeah, please let us know over on uh, yeah, Twitter, Mammoth sure. Games Inc. Um, but yeah, that is uh, coming out on the twelfth for the Vive. I like. We've talked about how Bethesda is really like hitching to VR, and that's cool. But uh, I do think they need to really like hunker down and dedicate and make a game specifically for VR. Right. Or make VR modes. Because yeah, I know with Skyrim, a lot of people were complaining. Um, you know, they were complaining that the game's just... It, it, it wasn't optimized for VR. It doesn't perfectly... You know, the, the idea of the game does not necessarily work with VR, you know? I think that Fallout right. 4 is going to have the same issue. Right. Um, it, 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 man, people talk about it a lot, but they're really relying on that. Let's bring this game out for every console. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, they like, man, I'm sure they've made a ton of money cause they just would stop doing it if it wasn't working. Yeah. Right? It's, it's selling really well, obviously. So, yeah. I mean, why, you know, if you have something that's done, why would you, you know, rush something that's not done? You know, why would you exactly. put that time into something that, you know, you're going to spend X amount of years working on anyway. So, mm-hmm. Okay, so, uh, yeah, the next title coming out from uh, the studio Bone Loaf and producer Double Fine. That's a good Gang fucking name, Beasts. isn't it? Bone Loaf, I love it. Gang Beasts. Okay. Yep. Yep. So this is one we've kind of been hearing about for a little while. It's uh, kind of a funky, platformy, uh, yeah. know, kind of puzzle kind of adventure. What it really reminds me of is... Uh, we, we talked about it because I think it came out for free somewhere recently, but it was one mm. of the first games I ever got with uh, PlayStation. It wasn't even PlayStation Plus then. It was just something free that they gave us for PlayStation. I think it came from Sprint, actually. Sprint did a mm-hmm. thing with Sony, and they gave us a free game. Um, okay. And it was Ragdoll Kung Fu. Yes. You can go ahead and grab people, and you can kind of throw them and throw them off, um, you know, of what they're trying to do. And tons of Battle Royale, Wave Fights. Um, man, this looks like a lot of fun. I love Double mm-hmm. Fine. I- I'm definitely not shy to say that I'm a huge Tim Schafer fan. Mm-hmm. And this looks like like a lot of fun. Even if you know if um, if they didn't even really have too much hand in it, it just has Double Fine's name on it, and they're signing off on it. I mean, it really does Man. have the Double Fine look of like total experimentation weirdness. It does, and that's fantastic. I love that the characters aren't um, like hyper realistic because mm. when that happens, other parts of games can suffer. Right. Whether it's a story or the narrative or whatever. Um, but this game, it fully focuses on the action of you doing what you're doing. And mm-hmm. uh, it, it looks like it does it incredibly well. I know a few people that have been playing it um, quite a lot. And, mm-hmm. yeah, they're like, I've been playing this for a couple months. And, shit, it's fun. So, it wow. coming to PS4 is really good. Um, I can't wait. It, this It might be a day one pickup. Um, wow. and if it's not a day one pickup, uh, it'll be there soon after. And I feel like this would be a lot of fun for all of us to play, like a party mode game with all okay. of us. So, yeah, 
That is uh, Gang Beast from Bone Loaf and Double Fine coming to PS4 on the 12th. Um, and up next, uh, we have Okami HD coming to PS4, Xbox One, and PC, of course, mm -hmm. from Capcom. Um, this game's great. It, yeah. it, I mean, this this looks awesome. Um, mm -hmm. Did you play a lot of Okami? Yeah, I beat the first Okami on okay. uh, GameCube. Mm -hmm. Or okay. PS2, maybe? P I don't know. Yeah, I think it was PS2. Uh, that's where I played it. I, I never beat it, and I didn't get far enough in it. Um, I don't know what it was. There was it wasn't anything specific. I think there just was probably. It oh, was a really extremely long game. It, it it was probably something to do with yeah. I don't remember playing it that much. I remember playing it a little, just not as much as you know. People rant and rave over it, so this could be my opportunity to really sit down and mm -hmm. and play it. But I love the art style. I'm a big fan of it. Yeah, it's gorgeous. I mean, it really is. Yeah, um, but you know, there isn't a ton to say. Okami's been around for has it been well PS2. First release was uh, in the US was 2006. Eleven years old. There we go. I was gonna say it, it ten years, but I didn't want to. Yeah. You know, <laughs> didn't want to put my foot in my mouth there. So, uh, mm. um, but yeah, that's coming up on the 12th. You can go grab uh, Okami HD. Mm -hmm. Um, like you said, looks great. And if you look at Tommy, there you go. Wow. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a good one. That's a big content sink. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, well, I don't want to say numbers, but it's it's a very long game, much longer than people were expecting for the time. For sure. All right, and uh, finally, after much expectation and fanfare, uh, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. <laughs> is going to be coming to Xbox One as a early access on December 12th. Um, so, I mean, there's not a lot to say about PUBG that hasn't already been said. Right. Have, have you um, ever actually played it? No, I haven't me, personally played it. Me I've either. seen a lot, and I've talked to a lot of people that played it pretty extensively. I don't know, it's not really my jam. Like, um, No. I, it, it could be if I had the right people to play it with. Mm-hmm. But, um, like, I don't even like, uh, ba like Fortnite Battle Royale as much as I like the main mode. You right. know, the, the Battle Royale is just an extra little piece that's cool. I don't understand um, why that kind of thing is still popular, to be honest. Because, well, like, I thought, uh, 1v99, you know, everybody yeah, that, that style of thing, like, it's, it's, uh, I think they're just, we're getting a ton of these right now because game engines are able to handle that and servers are able to handle 100 people but otherwise ultimately what's the difference of playing this game and playing goldeneye with your buddies and there's five or you know there's only four players and one person wins like it i would rather yeah. play with friends in a room together than play with 100 randos online right right you know? yeah you get better i think you get a better experience that way and less teabagging or well depends well, on your friends more teabagging <laughs> real life teabagging yeah, tea bagging. <laughs> yeah that, it depends uh, but, uh, but yeah. yeah so they're gonna it's gonna launch with the main um, map that you know made the game famous and also it, it should either immediately have the new desert map or pretty quickly add it right right um, which was just announced at uh, the VGAs it was shown off and right. uh, they dropped a bunch of bunch of info on that one 
Cool. Yeah. But that's a uh, Player Unknown's Battleground coming to Xbox One Early Access. Um, awesome. Uh, the next one is. I like that it fell under. If we're going Yumi, Yumi, it fell under me because this is mm-hmm. definitely my jam. Um, yeah. Resident Evil Seven Gold Edition. Um, this gets you everything, all the DLC and the two new pieces of DLC that come out the same day. Um, Not a hero and end of Zoe. Um, this game is fantastic. The first time you play it, I envy people who have not yet beat the end and had everything kind of come full circle. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because the suspense is still there. And it's it, it's fantastic. So if you haven't played this, just experience this. It's, it's such a good time. Um, and uh, if you have PSVR, you buy this Gold Edition, um, you bought a PSVR game as well. So... Yeah. That's a good wow. deal. Um, a lot of content, so you know you'll be playing it for quite some time. So Resident Evil Seven Gold Edition, plus if you have the season pass for the original game, you get the Not a Hero, which is was free anyway. Uh, but mm-hmm. then you also get the DLC End of Zoe the exact same day, December twelfth. Come right. PS4, Xbox One, and PC from Capcom. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. It's a lot. Um. Okay, so moving on to December 13th on uh, PS4 and Xbox One, uh, the release of the uh, Final Fantasy 15 DLC episode Ignis. So uh, they're just they're running through. Um, this you is know, the last the, one. The different main characters. Yeah, this should be the last one. Because they've done uh, Gladio and they've done Prompto. Right. So... Um, did they have a. Uh, is the multiplayer mode, is that available and out now, or is that still coming? Yeah, that's out. Um, available okay. and out now, which is. Um, Actually, it would be the reason that I would just pick up the season pass. I mean, uh-huh. I think it was uh-huh. about a five dollar or t- maybe ten dollar difference between getting just the multiplayer mode or getting the mm-hmm. multiplayer mode and all of the episodes: episode Gladios, episode Pompto, and episode Ignis. Um, okay. Man, I I'm really conflicted on this game because it it's fun, um, mm-hmm. but there were a lot of things that just were just straight up broken for me. And yeah. a lot of those things revolve around this character specifically because he's your he's your mage. He's your support mage character. Mm-hmm. Um, at least in my entire playthrough, that's what he was. And right. um, That's what he's kind of pre-built as. Right. And, you know, he uses a lot of elements, and magic was just broken, so I, I didn't find this character to be as useful as, um, uh-huh. um, as like, using, like, Gladio. And Prompto was even less useful, I think. Uh, he's just, I don't know, he was kind of useful, but it was pretty weak. Uh, like, mm-hmm. his guns were weak. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, if you are really a big Final Fantasy fan, and, you know, you want to check it all out, just grab that season pass and get all of this all in one. I think it's like mm-hmm. 24 bucks, 25 bucks. Wow. Um, or you can spend, uh, I think it's like 15 bucks on just this guy by itself, and not mm-hmm. get the multiplayer and the other Holy DLCs. Shit. So, you know. Uh, yeah, go ahead and do that season pass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Grab the season pass. Uh, cool. And that, yeah, that's a Final Fantasy um, 15 episode Ignis for PS4, Xbox One on December 13th. Mm-hmm. And on the 14th, Ukulele coming to the Nintendo Switch. Um, man, this is kind of like, Ukulele is kind of a, like a, a trip back in time. Mm-hmm. It's... Uh, 
Banjo Kazooie and yeah, I mean, you know, it's Banjo Kazooie, it's Spyro the Dragon, it's um, yeah, it's a 3D platformer. That's you know, it, it it's not just like I remember playing this when I was like playing this kind of game when I'm a, when I was a kid, and looking at the game reminds me of reminds me of that, and it doesn't uh-huh. make me want to play it any less now that I'm not a kid. <laughs> it right. still looks fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, and I think the Switch is the perfect place to play this on. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. So, um, um, yeah, I don't know. It, it got, uh, relatively poor reviews, but it's kind of tough to tell because no 3D platformers have gotten good reviews in like 10 years. Yeah. So it's like, okay, do you just like, does nobody like this style of game anymore? You know what I mean? So like, if you just don't like it, I mean like, that's like having me review, uh, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. You know what I mean? It's not really fair. Right. Like, it could be the best game of its style of all time, which, you know, according to a lot of people, it is. And I would still dislike it just because that's not my thing. So. Um, right. But yeah, I, I actually have heard that Ukulele was better than a lot of the other attempts lately. Um, just had some weird, like, gating issues, I think is the main complaint. Okay. Yeah, I mean, depending on the price, though, um, this could be a cool game to play on the Switch with, uh, yeah. you know... Even if you have a younger audience that also plays your Nintendo Switch with you, um, mm-hmm. it'd be a but great yeah, game to, you know, get them started on something. Mm-hmm. So, cool. Uh, that's Ukulele coming out for the Nintendo Switch on December fourteenth. Then um, make sure you let us know if there's any games that we missed uh, between mm-hmm. this uh, was eleventh and seventeenth. Uh, window. Right. If there is anything, just drop us a line over on Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. Uh, and we'll try to drop it in the next episode. I think we've missed. Mm-hmm. I think we had a few that we missed last, the last episode or last podcast, and then we have a right. few that we've even missed this week. So, yeah. Um, I guess I'll go ahead and uh, you know I'll keep it going and I'll start off this with this next one since I have the worst Yikes. experience with it uh <laughs> games that were missed i can't even say that we missed this because it was a surprise release date in the middle of the right. week it just kind of came out of nowhere yeah in the middle of the week wwe and 2k were like surprise wwe 2k 2k 18 is coming to the switch so you can go buy it on the switch uh we really don't need to show a video or anything for it i've definitely said my piece about it um 60 game on the switch and that 60 game will look a lot like this mm-hmm. um I grabbed this article from Kotaku uh, with the title WWE 2K18 Looks Gnarly on the Switch. Holy shit, I'm watching the video. What the fuck? Yeah, this is... um, Man, this is like a hybrid PS 2.5 game. Yeah. Um, it's, it Look at the does, <laughs> person on the right trying to get into the ring. <laughs> Holy shit. That's not good. God damn! And then, and then, as we scroll down, we see a big box thing, or a, like a picture of the box. And it just says "Do not buy." Jesus. Jesus. Um, it. You can check out our past podcast, which I always recommend you do. Um, you know, just to get caught up and kind of get familiar mm-hmm. with who myself and Phil's record are. Um, and if you do so, you will find this uh, piece about me kind of going on a rant about the game because, yeah. god damn it. Just God damn it. Um, so, buyer beware. Wow. That's so bizarre. Like, the Switch has been having issues with, like, storage and things like that. Like, this game is 23 gigs on the Switch. What is... Why? How? Yeah. Like, 
it's really odd that it would be that big. The graphics are not good anyways. So, it, like, there is an issue with it, you know, the frame rate's shit because it just can't run it. But the graphics aren't especially good. It's not like there's, like, particles flying around the screen everywhere. You know what I mean? Right, right. There, um, there's, like, 10% of the screen is in motion and it can't even handle that. Yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, it it, yeah, it comes down that's... to that yearly thing that we talk about all the time. Right, don't exactly. make a yearly fucking game. Take some time. And maybe your character wouldn't look like, I don't know. Full hot shit? It looked like it was made in 2003. Yeah. Yeah. There is no detail to that fucking hair. <laughs> it is a flat shape. It's a surface solid object. With yeah. no... F- oh, God. Moving on. <laughs> yes, please do. Um, okay, so another one we missed, uh, Spellforce 3, came out on Steam, it's kind of a fantastical world building, uh, sorry, city building, uh, RTS, um, it's, I'm, like, typically this is more my style of game, but I'm not super in the loop on this one, um, I hadn't played Spellforce 1 or 2, uh, I have to say this one, like, I'm not sure if I'm going to dive into this one. But, I mean, it, graphically, it looks stunning. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, one of my... It looks great, yeah. Yeah, part of my hesitation is that I'm not sure that my computer could run it super well. So it might be something I pick up, maybe. I'm, I'm thinking about upgrading my computer, uh, getting a good, proper, like, gaming PC built up. Um, like, maybe, like, first, second quarter next year. So, right. um, that might be the time to check it out then. But, I mean, it, it it's... The looks of it, I mean, it's one of those things where I'm like, okay, how did I miss this? It looks phenomenal. Yeah. <clears throat> and I was actually just on um, another YouTuber's channel the other day, and um, mm-hmm. he is he has quite a few um, episodes of him playing this game. So um, there was something that kept bringing him back to play. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just like, oh, that's a fun game. Uh, like, wow. Yeah. And I'm. I mean, it wasn't just like eight episodes, or you know, I finished it. I'm done. It. Mm -hmm. He was going into the twenty and thirty episodes. Right. So it it was. Uh, was Yeah, that that originally came out um, December seventh. Honestly, I'm not sure how we missed it because I usually try to check Steam and see if there's anything notable. Um, Of course, you know, this year it's expected that about six thousand games will have come out on Steam. So it's not like I'm. We're gonna announce like every single one of those because yeah, ninety six percent are hot shit, and about three percent of that remaining four percent are just okay or not great. And so, one and one percent of that three percent are all THQ Nordic games. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the the remainder is stuff that we mentioned on other platforms, anyways. So uh, that's funny. Spellforce three. I'm very right. interested in that. That came out the seventh. Uh, WWE two K. 18 came out on the Switch on the 6th. Mm. Um, this next one is... Uh, God damn it, it's such a weird game. Um, it is for uh, Android and iOS. Reigns, Her Majesty. Um, God, I don't even understand really what you do in this game. I'm a big fan of this. It, 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 basically it looks is, um, phenomenal, though. Yeah. it's a. Uh, it's You just kind of... Um, you have a deck of cards, basically, that... As the player, it's not obvious, but, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the way that you interact with the game, I actually have it, so let me boot it up and I'll just kind of fuck around with it and talk about it a little bit. Okay. But, um, it's, uh, so the first reigns, I definitely recommend it to anybody who's curious. Um, they are, uh, I think the first one's a buck ninety nine and the second one's two ninety nine now. 
but right. um, you know, it's it's very difficult to usually get sales on mobile for you know money. <laughs> That's not just free. Um, so basically, you are playing as you know, depending on which game it is, you're playing as either a king or a queen of a country, mm-hmm. and basically, um, you're going through. There's character cards, and they'll ask you, okay, should we do A or B? And you'll choose one by kind of doing the Tinder flick for either left or right. Right. Uh, and then that'll have an effect on one of four, um, like, important things going on in the world, I guess. Mm. Uh, so it'll be... Uh, I think I see keep, it there. Yeah, um, you have to try to keep everybody happy between religion, uh, markets, military, and uh, the common people. Okay. And if any of those hits zero, they'll revolt and kill you. <laughs> and if any of those hits 100%, they'll revolt and kill you and take over. So, um, so you have to really keep cool. it in the middle. Yeah, you have to like try to keep everybody uh, like not happy. necessarily happy, but you have to keep them to where they're not just going to annihilate your ass. Right. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty interesting. Um, and it's all handled through this stupid like Tinder card mechanic, which is really <laughs> funny. There's like a lot of weird shit going on. Like I think the the end game of the first game was they eventually took you into, um, you know, this is like there's like the devil is like messing with you, and the devil has something to do with why all this weird shit's happening, and you know, a, a northern kingdom barbarian guy will just walk up and be like, uh, hey, guess what? Um, you're gonna like marry my sister or else i'm gonna invade and kill all your people so you marry the sister and then he's like i'm gonna come visit for seven months and he just like fucks up your finances while he's there huh uh so it's it's really funny like uh the way the game goes through uh it's really hard to show off and it's really hard to like get across what just because of what it is right Um, and in fact this trailer even is kind of weird where it's like you know it's basically just showing a queen playing it and then having like a sexy dude that she bones in the bed Right, I, so. I I changed to a different trailer. Um, episode it just said episode one, the queen is dead. Um, you know, just so I wasn't repeating the same old, same old. Um, right, and I guess it kind of shows you, you know, the things that you get, the options that you get here. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just and basically yeah. get the. <clears throat> I would definitely recommend the, the other. Right, I would definitely recommend um, playing on mobile. But it does. It is also available on Steam, right? Um, and and that came out. Uh, I think it was like the seventh as well. It was a couple days ago. Uh, it. I think it. I think it. Oh, the it said the sixth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, a few days ago. Yes. Yeah. So you know that's out there if you are interested in something new yep. on mobile, which I'm not 100 percent sure why you would be. We have, uh, you know, we it still works. have Pocket Camp. We still have South Park Phone Destroyer. I've actually picked up Capcom Puzzle Fighter, which is like okay. Tetris, but you have Capcom characters that fight and you level them up and stuff, um, which is a pretty good time. Um, but, you know, if you need something more, here you go. It's out there. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Um, that is it for our missed games, but we do have one pretty cool uh, freebie demo beta opportunity. Um, if you are familiar with the game Dying Light, which is fantastic, you can sign up right now for their global playtest of Bad Blood. Um, it is their um, standalone multiplayer expansion. Uh, so basically the idea is you and five other players are dropped into a hostile zombie-infested environment. Um, 
and the same you all have the same goal of evacuating before night falls um so you know you're going to want to travel quickly and uh scavenge get weapons so you can survive um mm. so you have an edge not only over the zombies but also over your opponent because seats on the extraction chopper are very limited and the players that have the most blood samples from the infected are going to get in um so it kind of comes down to this thing of okay first you want to get weapons okay i got weapons now you want to try to get blood samples okay i have some blood samples but this guy has more blood samples than me so if i can kill this guy and take his blood samples for myself to get on the extraction chopper that's what i'm going to do Mm-hmm. So, it's a PvE PvP experience. Um, so, uh, you know, a, a pretty a, a pretty interesting experience that you can sign up for to try uh, the global playtest for on uh, Steam only right now. I'm not sure if they'll do anything later. I imagine it'll just drop right on console. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Dying Light's a fantastic game. Kind of gives me everything that I want in uh, a zombie game. Um, shit, right. we we played it for a long time. So. Yeah, yeah, that was, um, like, I kind of wish I could get back into it. I don't know that I ever will, just because, like, I'd have to completely replay through everything, you know? Right. But, um, I, it was a really good game, and I, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I, I try to introduce people to it whenever I can. Right, yeah, I, I, I played it so much I ended up platinuming it. Um, yeah. <clears throat> it's, it's, it's a good time, I really recommend it. And if you have the means, check out uh, the Bad Blood playtest. All right, let's get into the weekly news. Um, we have a lot. I figure we start with something that showed off a lot of cool shit, and then we'll end with something that showed off a lot of cool shit. Um, and, and in between, we'll have all of the regular news. So uh, we'll start with the the video game awards this year. Um, we'll start with uh, who won what, who did what, and cool things that were announced, because there's a lot of cool shit that was announced. Um mm-hmm. So, first up, we have just straight up the awards. Um, we will just shoot here to the bottom. Um, I, okay, we'll, we'll skip that one just because I have no idea about best Chinese game. Uh, <laughs> uh, JX3HD won that, I guess. Man, that sounds great. I, I, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Best debut in indie game went to Cuphead, obviously. All right. Um, I mean, the only one that was, yeah. I think, close to that was probably Golf Story. Well, I don't mm. know. Slime Rancher and Hollow Knight looked good. Uh, and then Mr. Shifty is Hotline Miami, but you're a homeless man, I think. Okay. So, um, <laughs> we'll skip that's past fine. eSports stuff, just because that's not our jam. Uh, best right, eSports game fan. did go to Overwatch. Okay. Uh, trending Gamer, uh, Dr. Disrespect won. Mm-hmm. Uh, best student game, which is really cool. I actually loved this because they had this guy come out. Or, uh, you know, they had someone, um, of course, tell who won and you show all the picks. And then mm-hmm. the guy who won, the game that won, was uh, called Level Squared. Um, okay. And uh, he, he, you know, he picked up his he picked up his award. He thanked everybody. Um, you know, listed some names, and then he goes, I graduate in a week, so someone please hire me. That's I hilarious. guarantee he got a job. He, I guarantee he already has a job. I, if mean, you, I mean, if you win an award like that... You would hope, yeah. I mean, I mean, how do you not? Yeah. There's someone in the... Everyone that would be hiring you is sitting in that audience. Right. So, I think he's good. That's awesome. Um, 
best indie game went to Cuphead, uh, beating mm-hmm. out Hellblade, What Remains of Edith Finch, uh, Night in the Woods, and Pyre. Hmm. Um, I would have given that to Hellblade. I think I would have as well. Um, uh, we did this thing on the kickoff show of what you want to win and then what you think is going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and yeah. a lot of mine ended up being, I want Hellblade to win, but I think Cuphead's going to win. But it's going to be somebody else, yeah. Right. Well, I, my thing that I kind of dislike is when something, and I like this is definitely going to be true in a lot of uh, like independent game reviewers' um, scores, like, this is always true in Game Informer. It's always true in Polygon. It's always true in you know GameSpot. That one game wins like fifty percent of categories, and it's like, dude, just make that one game of the year and don't include it in the other stuff. Yeah. Right. Because it's like, I think the game uh, saying what the best games are in game awards and everything like that should be a way to get word out about games. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It shouldn't just be like obviously they don't win a cash prize. They don't win, you know, all, all this is is marketing. They don't get anything else. Right. So I, I hate when one game ends up winning a whole bunch of different shit. I mean, honestly, there was the company that I think swept um, swept the awards uh, uh, was actually just Nintendo. Like, mm-hmm. they, they crushed it. They took... Yeah, yeah, so we'll get into many, that more later. So many awards. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, and something else really cool happened at the VGAs. I'm actually going to load that up. That's what I was doing right now, mm-hmm. is uh, loading up the video because I kind of want to play it and, you know, have a good Oh, I know what, you like. know what motherfucking time. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, um, next up was Most Anticipated. And, yep. Which, uh, again, is kind of a sweep. Uh, three out of five are Sony. Yeah. So, that's kind of edgy. And one of them... I, I think actually all of them are have exclusive Sony stuff. Yeah. I think, <laughs> I think Red Dead has uh, an, an exclusive piece, um, and so does Monster Hunter World. But the winner was Last of Us Part Two, beating out yeah, I can Red Dead that. Redemption 2, Monster Hunter World, Marvel's Spider-Man, and God of War. Um, mm-hmm. My pick for who I want to win was Red Dead Redemption 2. Absolutely. And then I said Last of Us 2 would win. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. Well, I mean, like, there's also, again, most anticipated game, like, Last of Us 2 has more room to fail than Red Dead Redemption does, mm-hmm. I think. Like, they're both guaranteed to be good. Oh, yeah. But Last of Us 2, just by the nature of how The Last of Us 1 ended, and the fact that they said right out the gate, oh, we're not coming back to this, and then they did because the money was too good, um, you know. I, I just think that I think that Red Dead Redemption is going to end up being the better game. Not to talk shit about Last of Us, of course. Right. But you know, it's hard to it's hard to beat that. I think. Yeah, I really think it's hard to beat. For one, it doesn't matter what company you are and how big you are. It's hard to be Rockstar. Right. I mean, it's Rockstar. They're, they're mm. the company that decides when a video game console's life expectancy ends. Pretty much. They. I like mean, when they release their game. That's it's time for the next one. Yeah, it's like it's time for the next one. Reached... Not only when we release this game, but when you're done playing that game on that console, you're gonna yeah, put it down and true. you're gonna go, okay, I'm ready for the next video game console. Um, and it's happened almost every time. It happened with um, what was it, San Andreas, and then it happened again with um, GTA uh, Five, uh, GTA Five, yeah. and then they brought it back out on the PS4 
with a whole new first-person mode that made the game an entirely different beast in general. Yeah, and it then again, so different sales records. <laughs> so yeah, it yeah, was it's hard so, to it's hard to fuck around with that. Like, man, you can see trash blowing down the street in first person. Mm. What fucking company does that? I mean, that's you what, what I have mean? to see in real life. But exactly, I mean, that is real life. <laughs> um, so during this most anticipated, <clears throat> I, I was pointing out that Monster Hunter would be the one that I would say is probably my most personally anticipated. Really? Uh, and that is only because I always look at what's closest to me. Oh, okay. And yeah, Monster yeah. Hunter is the closest thing to me, so of course that's going to be the thing that I'm anticipating. That makes um, sense. And there are a few flaws with that game now that we've mm. had the beta. Uh, we'll talk about that in a bit, though. Right. Um, okay, um, I'll take the next couple here. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so yeah, for best... Oh, weird place for me to start. Best multiplayer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, PUBG got it. Um yeah, some other options could have been Fortnite, could have been Call of Duty World War II, which I've heard was not well received. Yeah. Could have been Splatoon 2, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe for uh, the Switch, and um, Destiny 2 again has got a lot of caught a lot of flack in reviews and uh, kind of customer. Yeah, it, so it, it pretty much had to be between Battlegrounds and Fortnite on this one, I think. Right. Um, you know, my uh, Nintendo just doesn't have the multiplayer crowd. My yeah, my pick for this was I want Fortnite to win, but player and mm. will win. You know, PUBG yeah. will definitely win. Um, and that was immediately taking out um, Call of Duty World War Two, um, taking mm. out Destiny because right. of just the flack that they're getting. Um, uh-huh. Mario Kart Eight Deluxe that came out last year. Mario Kart Eight did. You can't repackage a game and send it out this year. It came out yeah, last like year, that. right? It came out on uh, the. Uh, it originally came out on the Wii U. I mean, it came out two years ago, I think. Yeah, so you can't do that. Go. You can't put your game of the year out as a new game and say, yeah, I don't that, like that. That's not fair. Um, I agree. So, you know. Well, and even and then, I don't think that Mario Kart has a huge online racing scene. Like, it can't even approach Battlegrounds. You know what I mean? But in terms right, of numbers. Right. Um, so, and Splatoon is really fun, but it's definitely not going to win. It, again, that's more yeah, of a niche, sim- that's more similar of a niche issue. game. Yeah. I, I think Fortnite got robbed. Um, yeah, I agree. <laughs> Uh, best sports racing game. Um, so that one went to Forza Motorsport 7. Uh, could have been Project Cars 2, unlikely. Uh, PES 2018, um, which I, I can't imagine them ever beating FIFA. I, I, I don't follow it well enough, but uh, yeah, FIFA 18 was an option. GT Sport, um, NBA 2K18. I, I think Forza is probably the safe bet on that one. Yeah, um, they were my choice for the win. I wanted FIFA to win, just you know, supporting... The guys that I know that work at EA Vancouver. Right. Yeah. Um, but, this you know, one, for, Forza... This next one... Uh, Forza is a good one. Go ahead. No, I was just saying I, Forza. I know somebody that worked on Forza, so... Oh, okay, okay. I'm glad I'm glad that came out good. Definitely. Uh, this one is a fucking robbery. Best strategy game. Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle won. Oh. Now, in terms of opening up the market and letting more people play, definitely. In terms of sales, definitely didn't approach. In terms of review score shouldn't have so some other options could have been uh xcom 2 war of the chosen which i don't super like because that's an expansion to a year old game right um <laughs> tooth and tail which is like a kind of like a um i don't know animal farm uh maybe a little bit um it's like a 32 bit um yeah it's like a, i mean it's it's a problem. very like simplified um strategy game so i didn't see that winning right I, uh yeah halo wars 2 which again somebody i know worked on 
Um, I didn't see that winning because it's a console strategy game, so good luck with that. And then uh, Total War Warhammer 2 should have swept it. Yeah. In terms of, I mean, in terms of sales, in terms of review, in terms of, like, customer satisfaction and everything, like, I don't know how Total War Warhammer 2 didn't win that. Right. It's very odd. That that was my, uh, this is who I think is going to win. I believe, I believe I picked Total Warhammer. Um, And then I actually thought Total Warhammer would win, hands down. Yeah. I don't know how, how it. I, I, I don't know. That was a surprise, but it can. Well, this is that. okay. Coming from somebody who's not a big Nintendo fan, keep that in mind. But I think this is some of that Nintendo bias, uh, even though it's Ubisoft, <laughs> right? But it's like, oh well, Mario's in a game that somebody else did better, so therefore the Mario version must be the best game of all time, it's right? Like, come on, dude. It automatically like everybody loses, knows. Uh, it automatically loses three points for having rabbits in it. Yeah, for real. I mean, three points is a little generous, right? I would take like. Ten. Five to seven. <laughs> Any Rabbids game's an automatic zero to one in my book. So, okay, I haven't played it. Yes, I do want to get it. So, I'm not... Uh, well, I will just take a shit on it if I want to, because I'm going to give them 60 bucks. But, um, right. you know... You're allowed to shit like, where you want when you pay 60 bucks. Exactly. Like, I mean, what else... Is, is Golf Story a strategy game? Um, you know, yeah. Just because it was published on a on the Switch? Like, it's weird. Weird. Um, it's a, It's a weird choice. Cool. Uh, so yeah, rolling along. Best family game. Every single one of them, except for Sonic, was a Mario title. Yeah, was a Nintendo title uh, for sure. Or a Nintendo title is what I meant, right? Right. Um, and even Sonic Mania primarily succeeded on the Switch, on right? On the Switch, yep. <laughs> so um, yeah, it was Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle, Sonic Mania, Splatoon 2, and of course the winner was Super Mario Odyssey. Um, I, is I, Odyssey, like, is that, is it super playable for somebody that's less skilled a, a kid you know it's actually a little complicated <laughs> so i, I found it really weird that that would win i figured the game that you know would be easiest for people to play would be sonic Probably. it's left and fucking right yeah that's all I would you say got probably probably sonic maybe splatoon 2 because kids i mean understand first person shooters at this point maybe mario kart 8 deluxe because you're we, driving uh, across a 10 square foot area you know what i mean you know i did this opener with uh Kesaria and I, I i had trouble with this one because i was like it's hard for me to take my opinion and put children into it you know just because right. I, you know i'm not a i'm not a parent and uh she's like we have the switch we have super mario odyssey we have mario kart 8 um i let there she let her oldest play both of them and he couldn't really grasp super mario odyssey mm-hmm. but he could definitely drive a car <laughs> Exactly. So, exactly. I mean, Mario Kart I mean, 8 should have won, but it's still, again, I think it's a two-year-old game. So, uh, then, yeah, again, it shouldn't have won. It shouldn't have been on there at all. Uh, yeah, I agree. So, um, Okay, so rolling up. I, I mean, I, really, I don't have an opinion on that one, to be I, honest. Right. Um, it could have been anything. Um, okay, best fighting game. Uh, it went to Injustice 2, which I'm fine with. I'm not a big fighting game fan. They just uh, brought the options. Nin- they just brought the Ninja Turtles to that uh, series, so yeah, I heard that. I was okay That's with fine. that. Um, some of the other options were Tekken Seven, Nidhogg Two, which is kind of funny, um, Arms, which had no hope, and Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, which again, uh, I'm not sure um, if that one has a big enough market I, to beat. I actually wanted uh, Nidhogg Two to win. <laughs> Because um, it'd be funny to watch the videos. <laughs> well, it was. It would have been funny to watch the videos. It would have been cool for them to win in general. Just because anything, yeah. it, you know, and you know, it's an untraditional fighting game, and right. I do not like the fighting style of uh, Marvel versus Capcom Injustice Two. 
Um, I haven't played Tekken 7, so I had no opinion, and ARMS really seemed lacking to me. So, well, ARMS just, it didn't get a lot of commercial success, and it didn't have a big community playing it. So, again, it's one of those things where, like, how could this win, you know? Right, right. So, I, you know, I, they, they were my pick of who I th- thought should win, and then Injustice mm-hmm. 2 was uh, my pick for who will win. Okay, um, this, uh, this next category is pretty interesting. Uh, and I yes. would probably agree with the nominees and the winners. Uh, best role-playing game, Persona 5 takes the win. Right. Which, it, that's not arguable, I don't think. Uh, Probably not. Like, it's pretty much the whole point. that the They're the people carrying the torch for JRPGs. Um, they're really the only... I, I think Atlas is one of the few JRPG companies that's still, like, pulling wins. Um, so some other options were uh, South Park Fractured Butthole, uh, which... I think it came out a little late in the year because RPGs usually is something that you want to play for a thousand hours before you really decide. Yeah. Um, okay, Final Fantasy Fifteen came out last fucking year. Did it? Didn't it? It didn't come out in uh, spring, did it? Let me look it up. Let me look it up. Keep on rolling. I'll look it up. Um, yeah, some other options. Uh, Could have been... Um, Divinity Original Sin 2, which again, uh, I think that one came out while we've been reviewing here. Um, November 29th, 2016, Final Fantasy 15, thank you very much. Yes. That came out last year. So fuck that. It shouldn't be on the list. It shouldn't be on the list at all. Um, So yeah, Divinity Original Sin 2, a a traditional Western RPG in the kind of Baldur's Gate style. Mm -hmm. And uh, Nier Automata, which I have, have not played. It's one of those. So um, um, I think I think uh, near really like uh, kind of I don't know it, it was a, kind of an unexpected hit I think I think even yeah. like platinum and square didn't know how big it was going to be it and, didn't, uh, it didn't and really well it may have completely relaunched the near series which is what three other games it's Dragon Guard plus a near game came out on the 360 PS3 life cycle. Uh, yeah, I think it's And then so. Dragon Guard 1, 2, and 3, or 1 and 2? So, like, that's this exactly. is a series that's been, like, limping along the whole time. Right. So... That's uh, exactly it, what they said in a little, like, dev thing that I that I watched that... They had said mm-hmm. that, um, you know, with this success, it's going to do things for the other uh, titles in the franchise. So, right. That, right. That, that's really good. Um, you know, bringing... Bringing some life back into something that was, you know, all but dead and cold, you know? Exactly. And it's, like, such a strong hit. Like, yeah, it, it really blew away, like, expectations and as far as, like, score and success and everything. This, um, uh, th- this category um, was one that I had changed after I, after the, the awards went down. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I was, like, I, I, I fully said... Because I fully went in, I was like, I want South Park to win. I think they're going to win, and they are going to win. <laughs> and uh, you know, I, I it was mainly because you know I I really liked the game. I really enjoyed the game. It wasn't the best game by far, but mm-hmm. not even the best game on this list. And uh, I think a lot of it came down to me wanting to see uh, uh, Trey Parker or somebody come up on stage. <laughs> right, that would have been interesting. It would have been fun. Um, so you know. Missed opportunity for those guys, I guess, but um, I think Persona 5 is well-deserved. So, mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, moving right along, we got that Best Action Adventure Game. Um, yes. Your 
Options were Horizon Zero Dawn, Super Mario Odyssey, Assassin's Creed Origin, Uncharted Lost Legacy, and Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Who took the win? Yes. Um, I agree. Um, I, yeah, I, I did not play kind of tough. I didn't play Horizon. Um, okay. So, you know, that one kind of falls out for me. And, you know, this is just my opinion of what I played. Mm-hmm. Um, I played Assassin's Creed, not even close. Um it's it's good, but I don't think it's I don't think it's close to bat. I don't think it even gets close to Breath of the Wild. Um, and I think it kind of comes back to you have some nostalgia peppered in there. You have um, like all the things you can do. Like it feels like it, it, it's like a waiting game, you know. And then finally, mm-hmm. we got the game that we had been waiting for, and it it tastes uh, I don't know. It tastes so much sweeter because we had been waiting for it. Hmm. And I think that's why Legend of Zelda won for me. Um, Mario was good, um, but I don't think it was as good as... For, for Nintendo, I think Breath of the Wild was definitely the overall game for me of the year. The better of the two? Okay. Yeah. Now, that said, look at the look at the detail on that hair on Mario. It's a really good shot. That's a good shot. He has a good head of hair. <laughs> I didn't know that. Look hmm. at that moustache. A lot of older men wear hats to cover up some like baldness. Not an issue here. Mm-mm. He's How wearing a hat his to... Hair... He's wearing a hat to cover up his over hairy headness. Right. His his uh his hair actually like looks ten years younger than the rest of him. Yeah, look at those eyebrows. Yeah. I can't even grow that in my upper lip. That's impressive. <laughs> his eyebrows are impressive. <laughs> you know, fucking Groucho Marx over here. Is that where he went? That's um nice. but yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't know, like um What do you think? I just can't like well, I, I don't think Lost. I, I think Uncharted is a special niche. Mm-hmm. Um, I would t- I would take Uncharted and um, Tomb Raider and that style of game out of this category. Uh, I don't know what I would call them. I would say maybe just a strictly an adventure game. Yeah, I think um, if they would have between yeah, if they would have separated because there's, there's not just action and there's not just adventure games. Um, if they had an action category and they had an adventure category, this probably would have shook out a little different. Right. Um, because in, in Breath of the Wild, there isn't as much action as something mm-hmm. like uh, Horizon or Uncharted. Right. Um, so, I mean, it is two different things. They often combine them together. And then you have right. those other games that kind of pop in there, like um, action-adventure RPGs. And right. it's really come to fruition, especially with getting this uh, hard drive where I have to categorize all my games by folder. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. where do I put this game? And I've really just yeah. started going to Wikipedia, and the first thing it tells me, that's what I go with. It's interesting. Um, and then if I get to those ones, like, I had to create um episodic indie narrative folder all in one. Yep. yep. Just so I didn't have one game in each, a folder, yeah. you know. And yeah. I thought that was kind of, um, you know. I don't know. I think this could have shook out different, but um, yeah, it's interesting I how it. actually looking at their description of it, um, action adventure game meaning combining combat with traversal and puzzle solving. Right. So that's kind of interesting. Uh, the the way that they describe it, I wouldn't. Uh, well, I don't know how I would describe it. I, I think that Origins, uh, Assassin's Creed Origins, was really good. Yeah. This this list Definitely makes is. me wonder. If you have Assassin's Creed Origins on there, why is Shadows of War not on there? Because those are the same game. Yeah, exactly. Just one is Lord of the Rings and one's uh, you know, Ancient and, Egypt. And, and how these guys do their um, 
all of their awards is they send out ballots to different um, companies. So they'll send one to IGN, they'll send one to GameSpot. They even send mm-hmm. one sent one to Conan O'Brien. Interesting. Because he he reports about games on on the news like weekly, mm-hmm. daily, you know, depending on however often he does it on his show. That more right. people will see rather than, you know, a parent won't go and search up the game awards. But they Probably might watch not, Conan yeah. O'Brien. Exactly. So, you know, that changes it a lot. So they send out all these ballots, and it's like, here's all the categories. Um, what's the one game that you think should win? And mm-hmm. then the top five results get thrown in here. That's interesting. So it's um, very well. Shadows of War was probably in this action adventure category, and it just didn't get top five. That's that's weird. But yeah, so I would I would have given that to Horizon. Okay. Um, just because it's very expansive. It's not like super combat focused, but a lot of what you're doing is combat. The story is very well told. The graphics are amazing. The audio is great. The acting is really good. Got yeah. Ashley Birch in there. Um, um, yeah, I, I think my choice would have been different if I had played Horizon, which I haven't played mm-hmm. Horizon yet. Um, mm-hmm. And now that I have a PS4 Pro, guess what I'm going to be looking into buying? Uh, Horizon Zero Dizon. Yeah, um, I'll probably wait until they come out with that whatever edition that comes with all of the, all the stuff. Uh, that's so. out. Oh, is that out? out? Yeah, then yeah. that'll probably be the edition I look to buy. Um, but yeah, so um, I don't like. I really didn't like Breath of the Wild, and in fact. The longer time goes by, like a lot of times I'll play a game and I'm not a huge fan, and then after I don't play it for a few months, I want to play it again. Right. I'm getting less and less enthusiastic about Breath of the Wild as time goes on. And uh, it just like, I'm not a big Zelda fan to begin with. Uh, I think a lot of, I I think really all that game has to go on is the Zelda-ness. And it's kind of what Legend of Zelda should have been for a long time. Yeah. Like, they've missed out by not having more open-world games. Uh, I mean, Skyward Sword, everybody pretty much universally hated, right? Uh, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I never... It was one that I never played. And it's so, one that you don't really hear about. And, I, and I'm a pretty you know? big Zelda fan. Like, exactly. I had the Wiimote for that game, but I didn't own that game. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. But, uh, so, you know, like... Um, if you look at... I mean, if you break down every individual element... Of Breath of the Wild, I think it's each piece is across the board. It's worse than breaking down those same elements in probably any of these games. Maybe I don't know. I haven't played Mario, so I can't say. But uh, I've played everything on this list except for Mario. So if you take the story, Uncharted, you know, significantly. Uncharted's the best story in here for sure. Um, Assassin's Creed's probably the weakest story. <laughs> Yeah. Because uh, that's not really what the game's about. It's it's not meant for the story. Horizon's got a better story. If you take enemy AI, Horizon's better. Uh, Assassin's Creed is probably equal. Uh, Uncharted is probably... Uh, Uncharted, I would consider theirs a little different because it's all scripted. But, um... Like, I, I, like, Breath of the Wild... When I was hearing reviewers talk about it, which you hear a lot of, especially at the beginning of the year because it was one of the only things coming out, Mm-hmm. They were describing things that I'm like... I was playing uh, Horizon about the same time. They both released pretty close to each other. And it's like, that's in Horizon, but it's good. And they're like, well, you know, it, sometimes there's this little negative thing. And I'm like, that works in Horizon. And this really great positive thing, I walked into a camp of a bunch of goblins and they didn't see me. And then they got scared. And then they threw a stick at me. It's <laughs> like, okay, that happens in Horizon. <laughs> like, 
It was, I just don't like. Right. I can't jump on the bandwagon on that. I mean, and let me let me turn around and say that I'm not a big fan of you know Gorilla Games or whatever. I mean, I, I'm a fan of their studio and their work and everything, but I didn't like Killzone at all. So it's not like I'm just yeah. riding this company's dick. You know, what it, I mean? it's just yeah. This is you know your humble opinion on on yes. game v game. Um, and I, I really didn't get Breath of the Wild at all. Like I'll, listening I'll, to reviews actually angered me. Like. I, I will say, you know, a lot of it for me is is just nostalgia. Like growing up, what, like eight video game generations ago, and well, playing yeah, this game like for it. the first time. Yeah, like it, it was it was something. And then, you know, it, it's one of those games you've got to watch progress. And it, it, I don't know. I'm probably gonna play Horizon. I'm probably gonna gonna love it. And I shit, I might make my decision. But these two games are in the same like Bane together and mm-hmm. it usually oh, yeah. when they're you talk a lot to people, closer than it's like, usually one way or the yeah it's usually one way or the other it's like people like i love breath of the wild nope i loved horizon and um we hear it a lot like um in some of the like video game groups and then i'll see someone post um uh like don't they'll be like don't at me uh breath of the wild was better than horizon <laughs> And then the shit kicks off. It'll be like two thousand comments about people just going back and forth, uh, kind of arguing and pleading their case and shit like that. So, right. um, and it, also to be fair, there I didn't super love Horizon. I wouldn't say that's my game of the year. Hmm. Uh, not at this point, at least. I, I do need to play a little bit more of it. I never beat it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never beat either one. But um, you know, Horizon's probably. I mean, well, I'll have to look at what all I bought this year. But it's probably in like my top ten. But it's not like that's my game. Yeah, I was going to say, when we get to the top, do we want to say what our game of the year is, or do we want to save that for something else? Uh, I'll definitely talk about what they have on that list. I don't know that mine right. is even going to be in the options. I have I don't want to scroll up and lose my place or anything. But Right, mine's not in the um, options, I know. So, Okay, yeah, you go ahead and uh, carry on from uh, Best Action Game here. Okay. Uh, we yep. got, got a nice little... Uh, Nice little combo there. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. Um, moving on, best action game. Uh, we had Wolfenstein 2, Prey, Neo, Destiny 2, and Cuphead. Um, hmm. I actually fully believed that uh, Cuphead would win. I wanted yeah. Neo to win, mm-hmm. but the win went to Wolfenstein. Um, which That's I interesting. can't even beat. Like, Prey was great. All of these games were great except, like, Destiny. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, I thought Cuphead would win because... It's Cuphead. It's Cuphead. Yeah. And I really thought that they were going to sweep this year. Um, mm-hmm. Prey was great. Wolfenstein was great. I, And, you know, looking back, I, I think I liked Neo the most after playing all of these games. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but Prey probably should have won, but it suffered from coming out earlier. Well, Prey didn't... It just didn't catch the market for some reason. Um, yeah. And Bethesda, I think, is actually really good about marketing their shit. Uh, I've actually, I think on this very podcast, I've, I've said that Bethesda needs to market better, but they've really upped their game this year. Uh-huh. And um, after kind of like looking back and seeing, uh, you know, it's, I was complaining, I think I complained when Prey came out that they weren't pushing it enough, and I said the same about Dishonored in the past. Right. But um, having looked at it, it really is just the, it's that's entirely the consumer's fault. I mean, I think people heard about it. If you were a fan of these style of games, you've heard about it, and there's no excuse to... Like, if I say, if I talk about Dishonored 2, let's say, if you're somebody that's into the immersive sim, if you're somebody that's into kind of 
you know, simulated, uh, like, more realistic role-playing that's not, like, oh, I walk into the room and it pauses time and then I shoot a laser out of my brain. Um, <laughs> you know, if you're into the more realistic stuff, if you're into Deus Ex, that style of shit, you've heard about these. And if you didn't play them, it's just because you didn't want to play it, you know? Right. It's not like it's not like they missed their their audience. So I mean, just for whatever reason, people didn't really. I mean, Prey did really badly, from what I've heard. It was yeah. bad enough that, uh, well, this can't necessarily be put on the performance of the game or whatever. But the founder of the studio left. That's so good. I would say that's pretty big. And you right. know, they've been acquired for a long time. It's not like Bioware got sold to EA and the doctors left within a year. You know what I mean? Like. They've been part of Bethesda for a decade, so right. Um, yeah, uh, there's I, something else going on there. And I mean, this category itself, just best action. There's something mm. about each of these games that I really enjoy. I love the environment in Wolfenstein 2. I yep. love the gameplay of Prey. I love the little things that I could do in Prey, like use that little like um, Nerf dart gun to like open yep. doors. That shit was cool. Um, yeah. Neo's gameplay of just fighting monsters and it's like like how technical it is is fantastic and shit the art style of Cuphead alone like there's mm. things about all of well, these the games fact that, that I love they were able to pull Cuphead off is amazing yeah and then thinking about all of that stuff in conjunction with the best action game uh, category that we're in mm-hmm. um, man I don't know I think it's kind I, of tough I, yeah, I still think I, I think Neo had the best, most most technically sound and fun, engaging uh, action. You, I would argue you were constantly that, doing something in that game for, yeah. for me. I would argue that Wolfenstein: Prey and Destiny are shooters and not action games. Right. But um, again, like Prey, maybe that belongs under role playing game. Maybe right. it belongs under simulation. Maybe it belongs under stealth. Maybe it belongs under action. Maybe it's an action adventure. Maybe it's a walking simulator. You know, there's a lot there. Yeah, I so think I that think one's sh- kind of tough. I think shooter should have been a thing, and they yeah, could have eliminated a lot of this stuff. Um, I think um, conceptually, I think that Prey is the less appreciated uh, Bioshock. Yeah, very um, much so. Now and again, this uh, Prey, uh, I prob I would not say that it's my game of the year. So, I am going to suck a stick a little bit here. But, um, I love the company. I love Arcane that worked on it. I mean, obviously, I love Bethesda. That's one company that I will suck the dick of. Mm-hmm. Well, but, um, at this point in our life, we don't have a chance. Or a choice. I mean, drop, have yeah, drop God Howard in front of me, and I'll choke on that son of a bitch. <laughs> he will. Don't um, you fucking dare him, folks. Don't. I mean, Jesus Christ. I've got a restraining order right here. I can read off some documentation to prove it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, like, pray for kind of the how do you explain it i guess the gameplay conceit like what prey is and the way that they that it plays with the whole concept of a video game the way that uh fucking spoiler alert on bioshock i guess bioshock is a story about uh this is what you are as a gamer we tell you to do something and you do it and you don't ask any questions and if you don't do it you lose you know so like right. that was very interesting and prey is uh really builds on that it's it's from that lineage um you know these guys worked at looking glass studios with ken levine um so you know it's 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 got that pedigree and uh it's i'm afraid that it's a genre that's gonna die with two major failures back to back 
with uh, Dishonored 2 and Prey. Um, yeah, it very well could. And that's unfortunate because this game, yeah. if that happens and we look back on Prey, people are going to go, Prey was great. How did we right. let that I, I think that people are going to... Um, I think, uh, like, Bioshock was a success the day it came out, basically. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm not super... I, I don't I don't know if it'll ever be fully appreciated. Yeah, um, I, I think it's just going to be that, you know, that group of people that you get with games that, that fail. Yeah, that it'll like, kind of just be a cult hit. And it, I don't like, think it'll ever be more than that. That was so fantastic, how could you have let that fail? Yeah. But best action game went to Wolfenstein 2. Um, the next one, uh, we'll just kind of graze over, uh, best VR AR game, uh, you had Resident Evil 7, you had Super Hot VR, Star Trek Bridge Crew, Lone Echo, uh, and Farpoint, and it went to Resident Evil 7. Um, uh, do you have any thoughts on that? Because uh, that's probably good, I mean, um... I, I don't have any of the other games. I know Echo, yeah. uh, Lone Echo looked really cool. Okay. Um, Farpoint... Looks super okay. hot. I mean, holy shit. It's designed. Oh, well, this is stuff. I think what we see here is um, the the top VR games were games with either with a VR in mind or it's so obvious to do VR that you it would be like kind of criminal not to. Mm-hmm. So like Resident Evil 7 is about seeing this amazingly detailed world. And that's where the horror comes in. I mean, yeah. the you know, it, it kind of it becomes very Resident Evil the further along you get into it. But to start with, it is look at this fucked up shit that we made, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, which is awesome. And that's what VR's for. Uh, super hot again is okay. The world moves while you move, and then if you take a breather, you can just kind of analyze and things are moving very slowly. So that's obvious for VR. Uh, Star Trek Bridge Crew was kind of what VR was made for. So right. I definitely see how that made it in. I don't know a lot about the uh, the Echo games here, Lone Echo and Echo Arena. Um, I just don't have a lot of info on that, so I can't say much. And then Farpoint, again, was specifically designed for VR. After uh, that's the same company, didn't they make another VR game or two on the Sony platform? I'm so not like, sure. Uh, this is at least their second attempt, from what I remember. Mm. So again, it's like. It, the stuff that's designed with with VR in mind, I think, has advantage. The one thing I will say is, um, I was stoked to see Resident Evil One something and two mm. uh, Star Trek Bridge Crew. Uh, I want an Orville uh, yes. mod made for that, please. <laughs> uh, please and thank you. I want the little glob monster that's uh, voiced by Norm Macdonald. Um, I need him. I need him. So, um, but yeah. Winner of uh, best VR AR game, Resident Evil Seven. Yeah. Cool. All right. Um, so yeah, rolling on again. Let's just watch Nintendo drop a fat dong on everybody here. Best <laughs> handheld. I mean, um, it says yeah, Nintendo so, I mean, at what, the end of all of them, and it's yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah. So we had uh, Metroid: Samus Returns one. Um, some other options: Poochie and Yoshi's Woolly World. So. That's a sequel to Yoshi's Woolly Woolly World. Oh boy, it's getting me. Um, Monster Hunter Stories, which I heard was great, or whatever I said. (laughs) Namco dropping a damn die. Uh, Ever Oasis, which I don't think had a chance, and uh, Fire Emblem Echoes, which was uh, this was a U.S. release of an older Fire Emblem game, basically. 
uh, with some new mechanics dropped in and stuff like that. So um, I think it was just not a like because of uh, mobile because of mobile games. It's hard to compete with on handheld. I think now sales numbers don't say that. Kids prefer to play on their DS or whatever. Like the sales are still going strong, but I think the quality is just not there anymore. Right. There's so much more money to be made in mobile. Well, and the impetus, like the whole momentum of the industry, wants to make mobile games. They don't want to make handheld games anymore. And and now the handheld, like Nintendo, definitely shot themselves in the foot by releasing the Switch. It, it's better to play. I think it's better to play the Switch. Like I haven't picked up. I agree. Like I I played. I played my Switch on a, or I played my uh, 3DS on a flight just because I didn't want to bring my Switch. Um, you know, I, I just didn't have like it was a, it would have been another thing that I, you know, had to carry rather than just put mm-hmm. in my pocket. So I just brought my 3DS with me. And other right. than that, on that flight, that was the only time I've played my 3DS since the Switch came out. Yeah. And even most of that time, I was playing on my phone. I was playing mm-hmm. different games on my phone. So, it, it, you know, I don't know. I think uh, handhelds are definitely, there's a place for them, but they need to reinvent them, uh, reinvent themselves a little bit. Well, they're going to have to figure out, yeah, like you're saying, they're going to have to kind of take a look and say, like, we have to do something that mobile can't do, and we have to do something that's profitable. Right. So, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see, like, I think there's still a lot of room in the mobile space to create cool new stuff. Um, whether that's going to happen because of marketability is hard to say. Right. So, um, we'll have to kind of wait that one out. And of course, speaking of, uh, best mobile games, we had, uh, Monument Valley 2 won. The other options were Fire Emblem Heroes, which I was not a big fan of. Super Mario Run, which I was not a big fan of. Old Man's Journey, which I have never even heard of. And Hidden Folks, which I never wanted to hear of. Is Hidden Folks basically Where's Waldo? It uh, appears to be. Okay. But just, it's black and white. Just checking. So, I, I did um, look up these games before we went live for the VGA thing. and. Uh, okay. Um, man, I don't know. I, I don't... I don't know. This category is weird to me. Mm-hmm. It has some weird well, stuff yeah. in it. Yes. Um, clearly, there was a deadline... Because I think Phone Destroyer and Animal Crossing Animal both should have been on the list. Yeah. Uh, I would have been Mario Run apparently had the highest number of downloads on Android systems. So of yeah. any game this year. So that's interesting. Um I, I definitely yeah. think that Phone Destroyer and Phone Destroyer was that probably would have been my win for mobile so. game. It's definitely the one uh, that I played the most on yeah. mobile this year. Um I think Monument Valley two, I think it's important that that one won. I don't know that it got the sales. I mean, I haven't heard about that. But I think it's the... Well, of the ones I know of, the top... I only know of Monument Valley, Fire Emblem, and Super Mario. Um, it's the one that's actually a real game. <laughs> <laughs> it's an like, actual it's not full just, game. Yeah, it's not just like, let's cash in on this stupid shit over here. Like, right. It's not Fire like... Fire Emblem oh, Heroes what? was not a new Fire Emblem game. It didn't have the same Fire Emblem combat. It didn't have a new story. It was, hey, let's cash in on people loving their stupid Fire Emblem characters. So Right. Yeah, I'm glad that didn't win because that would not be great. Right. And it was literally their whole game was loot boxes. It was a ca- it was a uh, pachinko machine. Pretty much, so, yeah. I'm glad that didn't make it. <laughs> yeah, and I actually I like Super Mario Run, but I really didn't have a horse in this race. So mm. yeah, I, I still am overall not a huge fan of mobile <clears throat> games. 
Um, so, I mean, I actually no spent. Uh, I think we Ashley uh, between Ashley and I, we spent twenty bucks on Super Mario Run just to buy all wow. the levels and stuff and just to play through them and stuff. Um, okay. And it was a good nostalgia run. Like I, w- I, I didn't feel bad about spending the money. It's still fun. Um, there was that beginning of like, okay, we're playing. Uh, I beat the level in this time. Can you beat it faster than I can? That was fun. Mm. I, I like that, and I could still go back. Um, I could still go back and play it more. So, mm-hmm. I, I think that would have been my pick for the win of the year. But I wasn't mad that Monument Valley won. I, okay. Like I said, I didn't have a horse in the race. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, okay, so best ongoing game. So this is talking about, um, you know, not necessarily games that came out this year, but games that are being performed as you know games as a service continuing to evolve, continuing to grow their communities. Um, so some of the options were Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, uh, Destiny 2, good luck, uh, Grand Theft Auto Online. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, actually, isn't there still another couple things coming out on that? I mean, that's continuing to go. They actually just uh, brought something out. Uh, they yeah. brought out the like Mega Heist or something weird. Yep, yep, that's what I heard. Yep. Um, Rainbow Six Siege was an option, and uh, Warframe. Which, Warframe's pretty old. Probably the oldest game on this list. That was the first game. It is definitely the oldest game on the list. It was the first game I ever downloaded for the PlayStation 4. And I know that because I went through all of my downloads. Yeah. And then uh, the winner was Overwatch, which I think that was kind of guaranteed. Yeah, they Um, were game of the year last year. Um, Yeah. And it's still going strong. It still has... uh, If you look at something like Twitch and see who's playing what, Overwatch is going to be played more than everything except PUBG. Okay. PUBG yeah. is going to have the most, but Overwatch has um, probably the best quality. It, the best quality experience. Um, Grand Theft Auto Online, I will say though, is mm-hmm. man, they're they're doing some stuff. That, that makes yeah. me happy. They're doing some like stuff that I see like when a game does something and go, you know, it makes me go, huh, I should go back to that. That's impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, Overwatch does it when they do their holiday stuff, but then I only pop in for the holiday. But I see GTA, right. and I'm like, that's a whole heist where I need to get people together to play this and, mm-hmm. you know, do all this other cool stuff. And it makes me want to go back and do it. So um, I, I give props to a lot. Like, I give props to Digital Extreme for Warframe. It's still mm-hmm. going. They've re-vent- reinvented their game three times, I think. Yeah. Super <laughs> impressive. Overwatch continues to put up quality um, quality gameplay um, or quality uh, holiday events that are just it's a must go back to for me. I do it mm-hmm. every single every single time one comes up. Um, GTA is still pumping out amazing stuff, and um, while the online doesn't feel as good as playing the single player game, it's still a good time. And uh, if you get some people together, it's fun. And mm-hmm. uh, and then PUBG. I mean, I, I don't really. It's not like I said, not my style. Right. So the two oddballs: Rainbow Siege and Destiny. Womp. Yeah. How did Destiny wow. end up on the list? Didn't that come out this year? Yeah, so did PUBG. PUBG came out right. this year? I thought it came out I last year. I think so. <clears throat> Let me look into that. Well, I know it took off in the spring. Yeah, let me... Uh, like, I kind of want to see that, because... I feel like it has to be a game... It says initial release date, 2017. That's all it says. Hmm. Um... Yeah, man, I don't know if this should be... I don't know if games that came out this year should be on there. Okay. <laughs> That's weird. But, you know, if it did come out last year, I get, I get that one. But Destiny doesn't make any sense. 
Yeah. Well, they haven't had long to work with, and it was bad. <laughs> yeah. So. So yeah, I don't know. Get the fuck off my list. <laughs> cool. We'll move into games for impact. I'll let you take games for impact. Okay. Um, yeah, this is actually a category I'm really into, and it was something I kind of considered going toward. Um, it kind of came down to choosing between uh, Michigan State and Full Sail for my uh, getting my game design degree. Uh-huh. And uh, Michigan State's was specifically meant to be like serious games, games for change, educational, which is why I ended up not going there because I wanted to have my options open. But um, like I said, it's it's a pro-social meaning or message. Um, so in the, in the options were what remains of Edith Finch, which is of course kind of a, you know, it's got some like, it it talks a lot about, uh, mental illness and, you know, depression and things like that. Um, a mobile game called bury me, my love, which is about, uh, Syrian refugees. Life is strange beyond the storm, which is kind of dealing with, um, you know, kind of like gay issues and stuff like that. Uh, Night in the Woods, which I'm really excited to get into, but still haven't had a chance to play. And again, it has a lot of, uh, I think the, it's like going back to your hometown after being away for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, there might be another game, but I think that's what that one is. Uh, Please Knock on My Door, which I don't know about. And uh, the winner was Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice, which is, of course, uh, just general psychosis, uh, mental illness. So right. Hellblade definitely deserved to get that one. Um, yeah, I mean, out of all of them, it's definitely the most fleshed out. Um, yeah, it looks, it's, the, it's the bulkiest, it's the most successful. It's, yeah. um, I mean, it's not only the fact that it, you know, it is the thought-provoking game, but mm-hmm. it's the thing that this company, and this game, uh, with this game specifically, did to push the video game industry to its limits. Um, like, the things yeah. that they're doing with mo- facial motion capture... Yes. Or it's through the fucking roof. Nobody else I mean, in the industry is doing it. Uh, you know, it like L.A. Noir came out, and then nothing happened, and then Hellblade. Well, and <laughs> so, and, like, and, and that was completely. I mean, they were different, but I mean, they were similar. Yes. but they were different. Like, whereas L.A. had the cameras all around you, and mm-hmm. they just basically literally inscribed the face, right? Um, Hellblade, you could do motion capture in real time, mm-hmm. and Which is that's awesome. not something that you ever get. Like, that happens I've in film. Seen. Happens in film, yeah. Um, and well, this I think it's the first time it came to games. It's not even really that common in film, right? Usually I, they'll I, again, capture it and then they'll work on some. They'll work in a program like Motion Builder to dejumble all of the wrist rotations and stuff like right, that. Right. Um, the uh, the only one I can I, that I know of, which I'm not super into the the visual sphere here, so keep that in mind. But um, in Star Wars Rogue One, they were able to live. Uh, project um, basically Alan Tudyk's character, which was what is it, KTSO, the, yeah. the tall android. The tall, yep. Um, so, whatever his name was, I, I'm sure I botched that, but yeah, um, they were able to it's pull R- him live, and they were actually using Unreal. It's R two three two. Oh shit! D two three two V two. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Ooh, buoy. All of that. Um, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm glad Hellblade won that one. And, and in fact, uh, there was a couple days, I know the, whatever the big uh, mental illness day, they had uh, all their sales, uh, their their proceeds that day went to charity. So, right. Um, you know, overall, I mean, Hellblade kind of invented a new, like, single A or like double A quality level. So like the like <clears throat> triple indie, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So, I mean, hopefully they can do a lot of cool stuff with that. I'm really looking forward to the future of uh, the Ninja Theory company from that and kind of other companies seeking to emulate that kind of thing with a smaller team, a smaller game, smaller price point, but still extremely marketable, still extremely successful. And they're giving people chances. I mean, the girl who did the acting for... Mm -hmm. Which you can move right along into the next one with this. Yep. She was just the what uh, videographer. She was right. the and she, video she editor had, and photographer for. Yeah, she did mocap for the studio before, which is why they brought her in again. Right. Um. But yeah, so the the best performance and uh, the options were Ashley Birch in Horizon Zero Dawn. Mm-hmm. Uh, she played the main character. Uh, Brian Bloom for Wolfenstein Two. Uh, he played BJ. Uh, both of the actresses in. Lost Legacy. So we had Claudia Black as Chloe Frazier and Laura Bailey as Nadine Ross. And the winner was Melina Jurgens uh, for yeah. Senua and Hellblade, which is Hell amazing. Yeah. And, it, and look at that the photo. Best photo, too. Yeah. Look at that photo. It's so good. And, she, and my favorite thing is she wore this to the video game awards. They they, uh-huh. they cut up her mocap suit so it looked like they made like a suit top and then like pants. And she wore something mm. under the suit top. And she had the chromatic uh, uh, like lipstick. And I was like, this chick gets it. And she went up there and she didn't even know what to say. She's like, I'm I'm not an actress. I'm not any of this stuff. I'm, I'm 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 a videographer. And we were actually just looking around, uh, Filter and I, because we were curious yep. and we found we found her basically hire me section. Um, a, yeah, a Wix website. <laughs> she had a Wix website and I, it's I know just, that feeling. It's so down it's so down to earth. Like yeah. it's it's amazing. So she like I don't want to say she lucked into it. Yeah, I don't want to say she lucked into it because she's extremely talented, as you can see in the game. She did amazing. She did some like what would be like my number one thing that I always think of is like it would be so embarrassing to do this. Uh-huh. Like some of the stuff, and it would be so like it's so odd. Like some of the sh- shout outs that you have to do and things like that. And this character took that to like turned that shit up to 20 you know what i mean right and she just blasted through it and to to coming from somebody that's like oh you know i'm not an actor it's like bitch you might be one of the the better actors on the planet right now yeah you're doing like, you're definitely those are well, high level shit oh oh no not me i'm nobody well now you're somebody yeah. so uh look forward like, that's to what, seeing that's whatever what tom holland next. thought you know what i mean like that's what uh you know that's what people thought when uh robert downey jr was like fully drunk all the time Right. So, like, I mean, she's, uh, I can see, like, a crazy, I, I, I don't, I would be shocked if she doesn't get offers to be an actor in movies that are filming around her. You know what I mean? Right. Shocked. Yeah. Like, she's amazing. Hell yeah. And I hope that she just continues to be more characters in their games. Right. Um, <laughs> Definitely. So, yeah, that, again, so speaking of sweeps, let's roll into best audio design. Uh, the options were Super Mario Odyssey, uh, Breath of the Wild, Resident Evil 7, Destiny 2. The winner was Hellblade. Again, yep. So, um, you know, I was That's, complaining a little bit before that they didn't get enough recognition. Obviously, it did. Yeah. Um, I mean, my, my pick for this one was definitely Resident Evil because audio makes horror games. Right. And that game was and audio is vital. Um, um, and yeah, they're, the way that they describe it, again, I think is important. The best in-game audio and sound design. So this is not music. No. Necessarily. Um so that I think that counts out Mario automatically, <laughs> and it counts out Destiny because Destiny, the only reason yes. they be on there is because they played um, what was that Def Leppard on <laughs> on their fucking uh, trailer funny. or whatever. It's like yeah. get out of here. 
Um, but yeah, between the two, I really think it comes down to Hellblade and uh, Resident Evil. So yeah, um, I'm yeah. glad one of them won. It's good. I, uh, Hellblade had a, I think, a lot more going on. Mm-hmm. Maybe is why they won. They had a, I mean, per second to second, they had more audio happening. Right. Like more layers, let's say. Because they had the multiple voices. They had the character talking to herself. They had the character thinking to herself. They had other people thinking and talking to her. They had the, you know, all the voices, like I said. They had environmental sounds going on. They had things you're imagining in the environment. They had things you're not sure if it's real or not. All the weather sound effects. The fire was really good. So, yeah. Um, they, they probably won by, like, brute forcing it. But uh, certainly between those two, I would have been happy to see either one win uh, between Hellblade and Resident Evil 7. So. Agreed. Um, that one that one worked out just fine. Okay. And then, speaking of what that difference is, the best score or music. So score being uh, musically, not... Yeah, not in-game score, audio. I guess. Right. Um, so the options there, Persona 5, uh, which was like really funky, kind of upbeat. I liked the music in Persona 5 a lot. Yeah. Um, Got stuck Super in a lot Mario Odyssey. Work. Yeah. Super Mario Odyssey. Breath of the Wild, Cuphead, Destiny 2, no reason for that to be on there. And the winner was uh, actually Near Automata, so um, I haven't heard a lot of audio in there, <laughs> so I'll get back to you on that. I'll probably fully play through that game in like 2022, <laughs> Yeah, because that's my, that's my typical, you know, if I don't play it the day, usually I play a game when I get it, like brand new, I play it for, I play like a quarter of it, and then if I don't get to the next... If I don't get to the rest of it, it usually takes me three years to completely replay it. So Yeah. Yeah, so, um I, I, I'm not exactly sure on the score of this game. Um but because yeah. I didn't play it. Um I was actually exactly. really su- surprised Cuphead didn't win. Uh because Cuphead's music was great. It has like it, it's definitely like that twenties, you know like mm-hmm. it has it has a lot of cool sounds going on. So um Yeah, that in this one I didn't really have much of a yep. preference. But I really thought Cuphead would win. Cool. And speaking of that. Speaking of Cuphead, uh, for best art direction, we had Horizon Zero Dawn, Persona 5, mm. uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, fucking Destiny 2, again. No reason. Just put it, put it in there, it's fine. Uh, and then the winner, Cuphead. Um, yes. Definitely. This is a hands down. Definitely. Uh, the next closest, um, Breath of the Wild had this really nice cell shaded I liked. Uh, Persona mm. has... You know the standard JRPG, but I really like their um, trash polka, all black and white with a splash of color um, yep. aspect that really worked out. And Horizon had some good stuff. They were all good, but you're not going to compete with someone who hand no. paints the entirety of the game. Um, so like, Cuphead uh, was hands down. And in terms, and they and they say it here in the description: uh, outstanding creative and or technical achievement. Uh, you can't fuck with Cuphead. Like I don't. There's probably never been another game of a similar technical achievement maybe other than the first uh what was the very first video game made it was like spaceship or whatever um like inventing video games is pretty big yeah (laughs) inventing video games after that after that like speaking of technical achievement it's that and cuphead yeah well i think you have to pepper i think you have to pepper grand theft auto 3 in there somewhere for the big open 3d worlds uh, yeah, so that would, yeah, technically, uh, getting that to run. I think that's more on a... It doesn't have uh, anything to do with our direction. I think that's more of a code side, yeah. Yeah. So, like, I mean, Cuphead completely stands alone in that. I mean... It does. Like you said, hand... You're, you're going you're painting. going frame by frame. Yes. And if you don't know anything about animation, there are 24 frames per one second of gameplay. 
Mm. So, and that's if you don't want to run it at 30 or 60 frames per second. Right, 24 is like a standard animation. It's standard animation, yeah. So, assuming that that's that's, where they're at. That's astronomical. I mean, like, with a small team, with an indie studio. Yeah, it's two guys, right? It's two guys that did the majority of this, and then they had a a little team behind them. Right. Yeah. I think the whole team was like maybe 12 people. I mean, including producers and stuff. And how animation works is those guys would lay down all of their key shots, and then Mm. they would have their. they would have like an in between key shots, and then they would have their uh, breakdowns in between the, um, in between the breakdown and the key shot. So it's mm-hmm. like you have this big gap from key shot to key shot. You cut it in half, and then you cut those. You put like four hashes in between those, and those are all of the drawings you have to do for one second. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. It's um, a fucking lot. I, I had a whole class on hand animation, and uh, it's fun. It's very rewarding. Uh, you have to have patience, and these guys made a video game out of it. So, hell yeah, they definitely win. Yeah, that's. I mean, uh, they, we can't say too much about that. I mean, it's it's absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Really? Um, okay. So rolling on again. This is this is where these uh, kind of breakdowns that we were talking about uh, in the earlier sections of games kind of comes into play we're hitting it here um best narrative outstanding storytelling and narrative development in a game the winner was actually what remains of edith finch which is really cool um, yeah that's a good kind of good a win. smaller uh, a smaller uh indie title um i again it's something that i own on the ps4 i haven't got a chance to play it yet i got it on a sale with like 40 other games when so these, um when these guys came up to accept their reward they look the, the, or yeah the award they looked cool hmm. as shit uh, the dude oh, had yeah. a huge beard and a top hat, yeah. and I was like, that's a fucking dude right there. Wait a minute. I want to see him, and I want to see uh, Jason Vandenberg in battle yeah. from uh, For Honor. I think he would win. Well, used, Sword to, be, Daddy. used to be from For Honor. He, uh, he bailed on that, right? Well, he's doing his own thing now. Yeah. yeah. He got his game made, you know? Yeah. He didn't want to sit around and do updates for the rest of his life, and, which and is probably what would have happened. So. Watching him just just screw that game to death because the player balance or the balance is way off yeah but you know he he, he got his idea made and that's i mean he was a game director he's got that on his credits yeah. it was popular not necessarily it didn't it, come out great it was a cool it, idea it was very popular yeah um so yeah so the other options were um near automata which is interesting I've, I've heard quite a bit of what the story of that game is and everything so i can see it um hellblade which again probably would have been my number two uh, Wolfenstein 2, which the further I get into it, the more I'm enjoying. Right. And uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, I don't think the narrative was strong enough to say that it belongs best here. narrative of the year. Right. But it was very good considering what open world narratives usually are, a la, you know, uh, Assassin's Creed, which is like, hey, here's a story. Skip it if you can. <laughs> yeah. Don't like, listen to this and go beat people up. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, what, what remains, I think, is... Uh... It's really cool. It's a really big win. Like I said, I'm super pumped to jump into that more. Um, Yeah, definitely. That's what I got for that. Cool. Uh, And then we have Best Game Direction. Um, And this is uh, awarded to the Game Studio for Outstanding Creative Vision and uh, Innovation in the Game Direction and Design. Mm -hmm. Um, We have uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, Super Mario Odyssey, Resident Evil 7, Wolfenstein 2, and the winner, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Um, mm-hmm. 
man, this is really hard. I, I always think back to how I want to break down this is not just what direction is the game going in, but where mm-hmm. did the game come from and where is it right. going? Right. Um, and a lot of these, uh, I, like Horizon is uh, is a great game, but we have no idea of where it came from and where it's going. Well, there's also, I, I have a Well, not where it's general... going, where it right. came from. It didn't come from, I have... you know. Go ahead. I have a I have like a general issue with how they describe this. Mm-hmm. Uh, a game studio for outstanding creative vision and innovation. None of these games I don't think innovated. What is innovation at this point? Um, I mean, you know, maybe I would say like the only game I could think of of like a like major innovations. Not even for this year. For several years ago, I would say. The original Shadows of Mordor for for innovating the nemesis, nemesis system. Right. Nothing's ever had something like that. I don't think. But um, what what does Wolfenstein bring new? What yeah, does it, Resident Evil Seven? Resident Evil Seven innovated for the series. Right. But it did not innovate in a relatively now crowded horror market. It was just really good. It had great quality. There, I and I would think, say for direction, they nailed it. But yeah. they did not innovate. I, I think their innovation comes from the fact that. Silent Hills didn't get made, so they're the yeah, first exactly. game to be made like this. So <laughs> their innovation they innovated by releasing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. I mean, I guess that's an innovation, but that that mm. uh, that checked box next to it uh, right. will always be next to uh, the playable teaser. Exactly, and Hills. I think um, I would say that looking at it in terms of like creative vision. The only two that should really even be on here is probably Breath of the Wild and Resident Evil 7. Right, um, right. Otherwise, it's like, hey, let's make an adventure game, but there's dinosaurs. Hey, let's make a Mario game, but it's Mario. And, hey, let's make and there's Wolfenstein. a dinosaur. <laughs> and there's also a dinosaur. There's right. the you know your friendly Yoshi dinosaur, and then your big-ass motherfucking T-Rex dinosaur. Right. So yeah. there's multiple <laughs> layers of dinosaurs in that shit. So actually, maybe that does deserve to be on the list. Um, it's, it's innovation within the game itself is not yeah. bad. It's definitely up there. Um, it, like, being able to possess these things, uh, kept the game engaging the entire time. And okay, not yeah, only yeah. that. Actually, that's good. The, the possession. That's, you're right there. I didn't think of that. Um, and, you know, the, like, it, even if we're not talking about it, the game in general has all of these, it's all these things that add together. Um, mm-hmm. You can customize Mario in different outfits. You can right. zoom in and you can see these things close up. Each world is its own thing, um, much more than we've ever had before in a Mario game. So mm-hmm. direction-wise, it came from... I, I don't even... I, I, you can almost say nothing because... Right. I mean, we haven't had a super solid Mario game since, what, Galaxy 2? The rest of them, um, like 3D Well, World. Galaxy 1, I would say. Galaxy well, 2 did good, but I think 1 was better. Right. Received. But, I mean, going in that direction, it realized that Galaxy 2 wasn't the right direction, so they went a different way. Mm. And going that different way is the direction, is the important piece, I think, for the Super, for Super Mario. Right. So, um, you know, that's why I can see that one up there. I don't really understand. I, don't, I can't understand why Horizon's on there, just because we don't have any idea of where you know it didn't come from anywhere and now it's going to this cool place so right that's why it's there but well, I, I don't know I, yeah like I, I don't think horizon innovates in any way and i think that there's actually some aspects of the game that would have been 
better left out? The, the way that it kind of innovates is the, the trapping. I think that's about all it has that I could say is super innovative. You can well, set it's down... relatively, yeah, there's not a lot of games with that aspect. So, yeah, you're right about that. Yeah, and, and that's that's the big thing. And then Wolfenstein, I, I have no idea. I think maybe it's because... It doesn't innovate in any way. ...of where it came from before uh, the first... Well, it certainly had before a... Before the new very one. very cohesive. Um, the whole game, I mean, they, they went in, like... You know, the first game was, ooh, what if, like, Nazis did this cool shit and they have, like, some crazy technology and then you have to kill them and it would be really badass... And this one's like, okay, we're going to fully shit on Nazism and fascism as a concept. We're going to take a full dump on, like, all this stuff. I mean, there's story elements from the first game. It is a direct sequel. It's carrying directly off of the story. Right. I never beat the first game, and I love what I'm seeing in the story. Yeah, it's... And there's, there's uh, a lot of cheese. Maybe there's that's... There's a lot of wackiness. Maybe that's their innovation. Uh, maybe their innovation is all narrative rather than physical. Uh, well, well, yeah, I mean, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, vision-wise... They nailed a cohesive fuck you, basically. Right. Which, bold. Um, it obviously didn't hurt them, because Wolfenstein 2 has done very well in sales. Um, yeah, definitely has. It's definitely the top-selling Bethesda game of the year, I would say. So, um, Bethesda had a hell of a year. They did have a hell of a year. By the way. Yeah, a lot of certainly, stuff. Certainly publisher of the year, I would say, even though Nintendo would probably win that. Right. Um, but, yeah, I, my choice was definitely Resident Evil 7. Um, just because I think it did, it, it, mm. it brought that, like, a, I mean, it, it's, it's resuscitating the series, really. Yeah, it fully revived the series. I mean, we went from mm. six to seven. Yeah, six, possibly the worst Resident Evil game ever made, including, like, a mobile game where you match your dick shape with the fucking zombie head. Yeah, right. So, like... I mean, you know what I mean? Like, 6 was absolute trash. Like, nobody should or ever wanted to play it. Yeah. It, and then it, 7 is, like, the best Resident Evil game possibly ever, certainly in a decade. It's definitely top 3. Yeah. Um. So, and if if you are playing these and you're like, I want to play Resident Evil, what do I play? You're, you're going to be told, play 7, because the other ones, they're dated. Mm. So, yeah, I, that, that's why I was like... Man, that innovation was really good. But, you know, the other games do have great innovation. Like, Zelda has quite... Like, we don't even really need to talk about the innovation that the, that in the direction that that game went in. Because, mm. I mean, it's all pretty obvious on where... Well, it was very... Like, as far as the series, it's a complete innovation. Yes. As far as vision, they very much knew what they were doing. Everything in the game fits together properly. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so like that's what I said. I, certainly, I think Resident Evil Seven and Legend of Zelda. I can see why they're on there. Yeah, um, and it would have been between those two, and I can see why Breath of the Wild won it. That makes sense. Yeah, and Mario is kind of like I think that third runner-up. Yeah, you know, with yeah, with yeah, you know, the thinking of the uh, hat possession and everything. Mm. Cool, and that brings us to game of the year. Um, recognizing a game that delivers an absolute or the absolute best experience across all creative and technical fields. Um, interesting, interesting choices. Horizon Zero I wouldn't, Dawn. I wouldn't have had that phrasing. I wouldn't have. I would have just said this is what people said the best game was. Right, because that's pretty much what it is. Um, <laughs> half it of it comes from those ballads. The other half comes from audience voting. That's right. how. That's how some of these are decided. Or this one is decided. Mm -hmm. um, but the choices are Horizon Zero Dawn, Persona 5, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, 
Super Mario Odyssey and Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Um, mm-hmm. Man, I don't know. It. I don't know if that's a great list. Like I don't. I, said, like, I don't think Player Unknown's Battleground should have been on there at all. I agree. That should not. They sh- there should definitely be whatever was the sixth game should be in that place. Mm. I mean, it's it's like that's like saying if if we can't have can't... a superhero movie win mm. like movie of the year, why should Player right. Unknown's Battleground be up for Game of the Year? That's because a very good point. Because thing. so. Um... The difference, I mean, if you look at the rest of these games, they are strictly single player. Right. There's not There's not even a multiplayer mode. Correct. And Battlegrounds, it is impossible to play it by yourself. Yeah. I mean, it the closest thing you have... It is impossible to play it with just you and your friend. Closest you thing, have to have, like, 50 people. The closest thing you have multiplayer is, is in Super Mario Odyssey. You can have someone mm. play as the hat. Right, like, exactly. <laughs> Okay, I'll be Mario. Not even be in there. I'll be Mario. You be Hat. Hattie, it's Cappy. You son of a bitch. Cappy. Yeah. (laughs) But almost got it. But yeah, um, winner was Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. Um, On this list, I mean, I I I would agree. I think you would probably toss it over to Horizon, probably. Um, Uh, I mean, of having to choose from the list, I would say Horizon. Right. But like I said before. I would not say that any of these five are my top game of the year. No, I, I agree. Um, so, so that's interesting. Um, but that's uh, that's pretty much everything from the VGAs. Um, you can check it out over at uh, thegameawards.com, um, mm-hmm. and then navigate to the awards section if you want to see it all for yourself. Um, but there were some other cool things we talked about. Uh, I, I wanted to bring this up after we were talking about... Um, after we were talking about Bethesda a bit, uh, mm-hmm. they had this um, they had this bit where they had this uh, save player one uh, video that just made me laugh, and mm. it basically so you know, the whole idea is it's one of those ASPCA commercials where you save cats and dogs, but it's oh, instead okay. saving player one. Um, That's funny, and uh, you know they they have a a lot of ridiculousness that just kind of goes on and it's mm-hmm. um basically full retaliation of ea saying people don't want single player games anymore right and it's it's super funny but this is like they don't want you to have single player games but guess what we do yep. look at all these single player games that are freaking amazing um and uh yeah i mean they, they have quite a few and they have uh um have this woman that played the loud singer in fallout 4 doing the whole voiceover thing where she's basically the voice of uh, like Sarah McLaughlin from the commercials, um, and uh, yeah, she she drops a bit in there that I had uh, that I that I had highlighted, uh, where she says, uh, "You might remember me from my performance as the lounge singer in Fallout 4, mm. and this other game where I played this other fantastic woman doing fantastic things." Mm-hmm. And then she just pauses for a second, and then they move on. Okay. It was really... I watched it, and then I stopped, and I thought about it, and I was like, did she just hint at something? She just hinted at something. Yeah. Obviously hinting at something that we don't know about. So, that's interesting. Who knows? I I just wanted to play that just because we were talking about Bethesda. Uh, We were talking about multiplayer games, and uh, I thought it was funny. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, the other thing uh, I'll save for 
after the podcast goes off the air. We always do something for the people who watch live. Um, and, uh, yeah, we have um, the guy from A Way Out. Uh, basically, uh, he has to be drunk as shit. Um, yeah, talking. Well, I mean, it might have been a combination of <laughs> talk, yeah, talking to talking to uh, Jeff Keighley at the Video Game Awards, and Jeff gets really pissed off, and he, then he comes back around at the end. The guy's just he he says fuck the Oscars and flips off the camera, and then after he's yeah. already said fuck like eight times, he asks if he can say fuck. Is it okay if I curse? <laughs> <laughs> and then, and, then uh, and and. He's trying to promote all this stuff all at one time, and it comes yeah. off really awkward and funny. And then he's so like, funny. we'll watch the video, and then we'll come back. And Jeff's like, that's not how it works. Yeah, please leave. <laughs> then, yeah, we'll watch that at the end, though. We have one other thing to watch, too. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll keep that going. So uh, uh, let's move on. They announced uh, at the Video Game Awards, they had a new video for Death Stranding, which I said we'll show at the end. Um, and mm. then... They had, um, and then they had this, uh, it, it, it was, um, and yeah, all it said is shadows die twice mm-hmm. and then had the from software logo. Um, mm-hmm. a lot of people thinking Bloodborne too. A lot of people are thinking Bloodborne too. Uh, I, I'm not, I'm not sure. I, I, I don't think it's Bloodborne too. And I think they're going to mm-hmm. go in a different direction. Uh, um, I hope so. Yeah. Uh, it certainly has the, um. How do I want to describe it? The uh, kind of gothicness? It definitely does. But if we look in the background a little bit, hmm. if you pause the video and you look at what's on that parchment in the background when it becomes clear, mm-hmm. like, I'm not sure what that is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it... I'm not, I don't, I'm not feeling a uh, Chrome Hound sequel. <laughs> okay yeah i don't think so um they, someone else brought up another thing and it wasn't chrome hounds it wasn't chrome hounds it wasn't um armored core it wasn't armored core and it wasn't of course i mean besides bloodborne it wasn't dark souls um mm. so i'm really hoping we get something just new and fresh yeah so it was real cool um probably the most surprising thing at the vgas this year um mm-hmm. And then one of the last things we'll talk about for the VGAs, um, they announced uh, Soul Calibur VI. Um, yep. I don't know. I, I, I don't really have, like, a, I, I've played a little bit of mm-hmm. Soul Calibur. I didn't get into it too hard. But um, yeah. if... Soul Calibur is uh, it's probably my favorite fighting game series, which mm-hmm. is not saying a lot. Yeah. Because I, I don't really play a lot of fighting games. But it's it's I think Soul Calibur is a little more simple to play. Um, they've got that cool uh, character creator which I like yeah I'm hoping um, they bring a lot of the stuff back that I remember from the other games right. and I'm really the last hoping one I played was 4 I think and I really hope they bring back that simplicity was that the one that had um, Yoda and Vader depending on your absolutely was yeah okay that's what I thought <laughs> um, yeah and you know if they bring back that simplicity and make it you know like almost effortless to do cool things um, it'll bring this game this right. game will be very successful with the non-hardcore audience and it could right. be really successful I mean, there, with... there could be a hardcore scene but i don't i just don't think it's that style of game right so um, you know some stuff just not destined for that and that's fine <laughs> right uh but yeah so um yeah that's pretty much our uh, vga 
2017 news. Um, yeah, a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, if you want to see more, I really recommend uh, dropping over to our Facebook. We I, I posted mm. stuff uh, all along the way, um, talking about it, what we thought. Feel free to go over there, drop a comment, let us know what you think. Um, is there right. something that we missed that you think should be up there? Let us know. And like I said, go to uh, thegameawards.com if you want to see more on who won what, and if you want to see some videos, it's kind of all in one place. It's, it's a little nice. Yep. So. Yeah, and I would um, like definitely check out... Um, you know everybody that they got to talk about Death Stranding, the new Kojima game. Um, oh yeah, we're gonna actually like check that out at the while we're still streaming, but after we're done recording, just because we don't want to sit it, quietly and go, "Oh wow, cool" on the podcast for right, ten minutes. Right. But um, you know, it, it's uh, uh, there's a lot of cool stuff, and it, you should definitely check it out. The the chatter in between was a lot more interesting, I think, than the reveals and the uh, award ceremony. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, and like seeing people like the, the studios or the, you know, the individuals that won the awards is a lot more interesting than like, oh, Mario won this one, you know? Right. So right. I would, I would definitely check that out. Um, especially, uh, that, that French director. <laughs> ape shit. Yeah. What well, was really the name? Uh, Joseph Ferris. Yeah. From the game, a way out, which is yeah. two player. I do. I, I I will mention this really quick, just because I think it should be on here. His mm. game, A Way Out, which is being published by EA, um, right. is a two-player experience where you're. Um, I, I can't. I don't know if you're brothers. Maybe you're just friends. I, I I'm not sure. I think you just know of each other. The other game was brothers. Um. Yeah. But you break out of prison together, mm. and you're doing everything to help your other your your friend. So you're you're helping your friend, and your friend's helping you. It's almost like mm. you're. Uh, uh, two parts of the same character just working toward the same goal and um yeah so it's really it, it has a really cool feel and my favorite thing is if um you or maybe one of your friends buys it the other person doesn't have to buy it uh mm-hmm. you can play that game with your friend just with one person owning it yeah that's um, really interesting that's i don't think i've seen that before um in in gaming especially not in the past like five years mm-hmm. so um yeah that's cool. Go check that out and go listen to his rant. We'll watch it. Uh, we'll watch a little bit about it, uh, I think, after uh, we wrap. So we're not just sitting here going, uh-huh, uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. He said, fuck the Oscars. <laughs> like, <laughs> what a hero. Yeah. Cool. Um, okay, yeah. So we'll just roll into the, some of the weekly news. Um, we are going to hit PSX here at the end. But uh, we didn't just want to do two huge chunks. So yeah. um, we'll, we'll put the weekly news in the middle here. Uh, first, kind of... Not great news. Um, out of Ubisoft, Far Cry 5 and The Crew 2 are both uh, delayed. Um, so what, did they just get delayed a quarter each? Something like that? Uh, yeah, they, I think uh, Far Cry got delayed from February 27th yeah, to March 27th. Um, oh, okay, so one month is not bad. One month. Uh, the Crew 2 going from April 2018 to March 16th, hmm. 2018. Uh, so they really didn't have okay. a date there. There was actually a third project in development. Um, that has not been uh, discussed or anything yet. Um, that was also pushed back. Right. So, you know, I mean, there it, delays like this are always. It's not a bad thing. I mean, it is. Oh shit! I don't get to get that game now. Well, when yeah. I it's just you have to wait a little longer, but you get and, a better product in the end. Yeah. When you, when you wait longer, you get a better game. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing wrong with that. It's like it's better than them releasing it and being like, oh, uh, you know, it's weak. 
you know, it's week one into it, and, you know, you've been playing for a week, but um, we're going to add yeah. all I mean, these you fixes, and now yeah. you're going to want to You don't want a, uh, another Mass Effect Andromeda situation. You definitely don't. So, I mean, that... Whew. Nothing wrong with, I think, the delay, and uh, I think right. overall we'll get a better game. So, nothing wrong with that. Yep. Cool. Um, as well, early in the week, uh, Mega Man 11 was announced, um, mm-hmm. which was pretty surprising um it's coming out late 2018 for ps4 pc xbox and the switch um which is probably where i will be playing this if i uh, end up picking it up um Mm -hmm. yeah i mean it looks fun the update looks um impressive I'm i'm pretty happy with it uh they start off this trailer for Mega Man 11 the announcement trailer with that standard look of what you remember Mega Man looking like and then it goes into like a full HD like badass looking game um mm-hmm. yeah it should be a good time uh we don't have a ton ton of information we I, I mean we now know what the game's gonna look like um but uh you know it, it's, it's a platformer you know it's a it's a 2.5D platformer well not even 2.5D it's a 2D platformer but it, in 3D um and, uh, yeah, I, I think that's going to be cool. So um, go check that out. There is an official announcement trailer for Mega Man over on uh, Official Capcom. We're watching from Official Capcom UK. Um, so if you're a big Capcom fan, get out there. We have a little more on Capcom later when we get into our uh, um, into our Monster Hunter. Mm-hmm. Uh, a small little Monster Hunter talk. All right. Um we do have a bit of a, a developer update from Beyond Good and Evil 2. Uh, it's really cool to get more of it. Basically, um, there's like a little five-minute uh, devlog that people should go check out. Uh, Beyond Good and Evil 2, colon, first ship and crew update. Yubi blog. Um, so definitely go check that out. Basically, the team um, kind of talks about what their goal is for Beyond Good and Evil 2. They show off kind of the idea of like forming the pirate crew and your ship and... A uh, little bit of early engine uh, demo. So, um, you know, it, it was really cool to check out and kind of listen to what the team was talking about and where their yeah. priorities are. It was really, I thought it was really cool to see um, to see it a little bit in motion. Mm-hmm. Uh, because up to this point, we've only got these cinematic things. Um, right. And I love seeing the lead guy. Uh, uh, Michelle Ansel. Yeah. He, uh, man. <laughs> There, there was, he made E3 this year mm-hmm. um, with not only his emotional reaction to his game finally being witnessed by a large group of people and the reaction. It just, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's really it's really cool. And the game looks fantastic. Um, I definitely go recommend uh, checking out that um, uh, first ship and crew update on the UV blog mm-hmm. over on YouTube. Um, and then if you're interested... Uh, head on over to Ubisoft.com uh, and look up Beyond Good and Evil 2 because you can join the Space Monkey program. You'd be a f- amongst the first to uh, share in development of Beyond Good and Evil. Um, mm-hmm. They just basically send you emails and updates, uh, cool things that you would um, not just see when browsing Facebook for information. Uh, right. So, yeah, yeah, go check that out. And, you know, if you want to see a little bit more. And uh, who knows what they're going to do with that, you know. Uh, they, they set that up for a reason. Uh, maybe they'll have uh, 
people who signed up early get something cool for the game, or maybe people who signed up early get a chance to check the game out uh, earlier. You never know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good stuff for uh, a really good upcoming game. Cool. Uh, and up next uh, was something that I actually wrote a small article for while I was getting hamburgers at a place called Jimmy Hula's. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. Pokemon Go Gen 3 and weather update for Pokemon Go, of course. Um, they dropped around 50 new Pokemon from the... What was that? Um, what was that era? A Gen 3. Yeah, it's Gen um, 3. Was, so that's Ruby, Ruby and, and Sapphire? Sapphire. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is uh, a generation of Pokemon I didn't play. So that's why I was like, which generation is that? Uh, mm-hmm. and it's getting to the point of where I'm like, I kind of know these Pokemon, but not as much as I know <laughs> the first two uh, gen. Yeah. So it's it's getting it's getting kind of dicey. Um, okay. But it's cool because 50 new Pokemon, they're cropping up everywhere. And my favorite thing, the weather system. Um, when mm. shit starts to get crazy outside, um, you get to see different Pokemon. Uh, there's there's a ton. Um, if you like, like one of my favorites is uh, you get poison and ghost type when it's foggy out, mm. and it's just like little things like that. You know, you get normal um, when it's like uh, like overcast. You get more like a higher chance to catch fire Pokemon when it's uh, right. super sunny out. And uh, and more. So it, and it's not just that you get to um, catch these Pokemon. It's just they give them a higher chance to come out mm-hmm. during certain um, during certain weather effects in real life. But you also get more twenty five percent more Stardust when you catch those Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, and they're sig- and you can see the. Um, you can see which Pokemon are there because of the weather, because they have this little swirl around them. Mm-hmm. Um, they've also increased the storage to uh, 150 max Pokemon, uh, which I think you have to buy your way up to. Um, right. With your battling, charge attack now has a button. You don't just hold the screen like a like an a-hole. Um, mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah. And uh, also, battle parties. You can set up a party of Pokemon... Mm-hmm. Uh, by swiping uh, the opposite way when you're looking at your Pokemon. Uh, eggs are one way, now battle parties are the opposite direction. Um, and you can set up six, so when you're ready to raid or do whatever, um, they're all ready to go. It doesn't just randomly put whatever Pokemon it thinks is best in there. So mm-hmm. you can set up teams, and you can have, I think, up to uh, um, like three or four different uh, teams set up. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, again, that's something that I've been, you know, Pokemon Go, I, I, like, get in on a new kick of it every once in a while, and I, you know, play through a little bit, so. Yeah, I've been playing um, pretty uh, regularly. I mean, there's reason that I, you know, don't play, but, yeah. like, if I end up going going out somewhere, it's usually one of the first things I do for whatever reason. Yeah, might as well check. Pop it open. For sure. Oh, what's here? Okay, nothing. And mm-hmm. then get in the car and don't play it until, you know, unless, like, it's usually if I'm going to Walmart, I'll check before I leave. Mm-hmm. And then when I get to Walmart, I'll pop it open because there's usually a bunch of things just hanging out right outside. So, and yep. plus you get, you know, your steps in or whatever for hatching an egg. Right. Yep. But that's that. Uh, go check that out. You can download that um, and check it out now. All right. Um, so yeah, we got uh, kind of some reporting of the uh, 
PS4 sales that we have up to date, um, Sony has said that they have passed 70 million PS4 units sold worldwide. Yeah, and that's uh, to date as of right now. Um, um, yeah, as of a couple days ago. Yeah, whatever. and they are um, they're, they surpassed 70 million units sold worldwide, which puts it very in the very near future on track to outsell the PS3 sales over its entire lifespan of right. 80 million. And uh, the PS2 is actually the uh, still holding uh, the best-selling console of all time at 155 million total over the course of yep. its life. Uh, so it's got—I mean, it's not even halfway there yet. But probably nothing is ever going to hit that again. So, um, man, I—I I don't know. Uh, we're looking at four years, and if this thing has a ten-year lifespan, that's true. It—it—it um, it, it could, but it I mean, really the front, depends. The front on end is always the strongest, but um, you know. As of January of this year, the last thing we heard was that the Xbox One had sold about 20 million units. But, um, I mean, they've had huge pushes with the One S and the One X. So, it's hard to say. I know that Xbox is doing better than they had been in that competition. Right. But, um, how many could they have sold in a year, considering that it's been out for a couple years before and only did 20 total, you know? Right, right. Man, that's... Just looking at the number comparison is like, damn. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I, we just thought that was kind of cool. 70 million units sold worldwide, which is uh, getting ready to surpass PS3. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Next was a cool piece that um, I think I actually saw a little bit of at the VGAs. Uh, okay. They were talking about the Star Wars Battlefront 2 free uh, seasons of things that are cool. Um, you have... Uh, they're going to, of course, like I said, they're going to do these seasons. And season mm-hmm. one, you get to pick uh, what side. And it all surrounds uh, the new episode, uh, episode eight, The Last Jedi. Of course. Um, yeah. You know, when you, uh, like, when you sign in, so if you have the game and you haven't signed in, um, if you sign, when you sign in again, it'll prompt you and ask you um, what side of the fight you want to be on. Do you want to be part of the New Republic or the First Order? Um, and each side has uh, like goals that you can complete, uh, mm-hmm. and, like quests. And when you complete them, it, com- it, it, it helps the team as a whole. So if um, you know, you're the First Order and your contribution goes toward the First Order entirely, and it's, mm-hmm. it's a head-to-head battle at the end, I believe they're going to tell us who wins the First Order, the New Republic. Um, and if you do complete all of the goals... Uh, you get, um, you know, across the entirety of the time that you play, um, you get a uh, a new character. They're gonna have Finn and um, what is it, Phasma? Phasma, yep, yep. Uh, so you know, to their corresponding side, and you get cool stuff along the way as well, uh, like credits and uh, you know, of course, credits and crafting parts to help you. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of a cool little thing. Uh, they're trying to, you know, win back some of that. Uh, good faith that they pissed away with their whole loot box fiasco. Yes. Um, yes. So I, I think it's a cool step. Um, I can't wait to see what happens as we continue mm-hmm. on with this game. So, and uh, yeah, we'll move right along. Um, I was looking and I was like, man, these next ones are kind of, that was kind of lined up for me, huh? 
Yeah. Uh, out, uh, Outlast 1 and 2 uh, announced for first quarter of 2018, releasing on the Nintendo Switch. Um, really cool because Nintendo usually doesn't have things like fully naked dudes with their dongs hanging out on their system. Shit, um, and now, with Outlast, your dreams have just come true. Uh, yeah, so Outlast Finally. 1 and 2 coming to the Switch as well with the Whistleblower DLC. Um Red uh, Red Barrels did an update talking about everything, not only uh, about supporting Outlast 2, but what they're doing with uh, this coming to the Switch. And that was a big surprise. Um, they mm-hmm. said, at some point, we will make Outlast 3. So you are given answers for things that have occurred within the Outlast series. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but they're also doing something uh, that won't be a sequel to Outlast 1 or 2. Um, it's a distinct experience set in the Outlast universe. Uh, we can't say more right now. We need to make sure that we can make it work. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's very different from where they wanted you to feel. Uh, uh, the way they wanted you to feel. This new thing is different from the way they wanted you to feel in the past, uh, where Outlast 2 was created to make you feel like a rat in a maze. Um, and you're mm-hmm. going in these path. You're going on this path, but this path is already predestined for you. Um, right. So it's going to be really cool to see what comes up next for these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, definitely stay tuned over on our Facebook. Um, I I almost always share. I don't know what it is. I think it's because I follow Red Barrel on uh, follow them on Twitter and. They're always at the very top of my list of things that pop mm-hmm. up. So every time they do anything and say anything, I see That's it funny. first. Um, <laughs> I, when when Outlast Two was announced, I we beat almost every other video game outlet on saying that it was released. Mm-hmm. It was ridiculous. We got a ton of views on that one um, uh, over on Facebook. So uh, yeah, like I, I kind of. A little bit pride myself on being cutting edge of Outlast information. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's kind of dumb. Uh, but anyhow, uh, we did get a chance to play the Monster Hunter beta. Um, we really yeah. won't get into um, like our thoughts of the game. I did just want to show off a little bit of gameplay of myself, Kesaria, Grim, and as you can see on screen right now, G G G G G G G G G G G G G. That's my boy. Basically, what happened is he, his system crashed out on him. He had to create a character from scratch all over again. And, uh-huh. uh, and the character, when you go into the name, the first thing it starts on is G. So I went ahead and pressed that. He pressed it a bunch of times. Um, uh-huh. it, it's Nothing else to do. It was a lot of fun. Um, I really enjoyed uh, that feather weapon that allows me to shoot through the air like... Uh, hmm. Uh, I don't even know. It was cool. We we're watching a little piece right now of uh, of filter you on the back of this creature that we've cut mm-hmm. cut its tail off of, and uh, I'm spinning through the air trying to cut it. And as I'm coming toward it to do this final cut down, uh, almost simultaneously, you pull out a little knife and you stab it in the spine, and the thing just falls mm-hmm. onto its side. Uh, Grim, Go to bed, bitch. Grim swinging around this big ass uh, looks like sword. Uh, Kesaria has these dual daggers that she's just dancing around with. Um, it's great. I really liked tracking the beasts, um, finding the beasts, seeing the different beasts in the world, um, making mm. them run into each other. 
And uh, and there's just things that I, you know, we didn't have any idea about. We had no idea we'd be able to mount this beast and basically ride it off into the sunset while everyone else is chasing it, uh, stabbing it, and just having to hang on for dear life. Um, but we will have, I think, more of a fleshed out um, review of the beta and our general thoughts on this. Uh, something right. we'll probably try to do with uh, Grim, uh, Grimmy Presage mm-hmm. here in the future. So um, just stay tuned for that. All right. Cool. And uh, the last thing we're going to really dive into here, we're going to talk a little about PSX. Um, they didn't really have a lot of stuff going on with the PlayStation Expo. Yeah, they really didn't. Um, I, um, I, I got a lot of, like, again, this is another thing that would be good to just kind of go check out. Um, they had a lot of footage. They had a lot of uh, trailers, a lot of people doing live uh, playthroughs and showing that off and streams and all kinds of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't think we really got anything major through. That was new info. No, we didn't. Um, I mean, there were a few little things, but it wasn't like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I did want to talk about the difference uh, from this year to last year. Last year was okay. definitely more of that, um, mm-hmm. holy shit, look at all this stuff. We're coming out with this video package. This is E3, uh, like, 1.5. Um, so, you know, they... You know, last year they came out with all this stuff, and we were excited to see all of it. And this year, um, it was more of a fireside chat where you got to sit down and mm-hmm. listen to what the developers had to say. They pulled out a plethora of leads uh, and had them come out on stage and just talk to them about their game. You know, what's going on with Detroit becoming a uh, They had Kojima come out. What? Okay, where are you at in Death Stranding? They talked mm-hmm. to the guys uh, from Sony Santa Monica about God of War. They literally had a man come out on stage and play Detroit. Uh, Mm -hmm. And that was really cool. We'll get to that in a little bit. But that's how it was different. It wasn't meant, uh, and nobody knew until basically it was time, it wasn't meant to be this thing where they were showing off the games. They wanted to talk to you about the games. Mm -hmm. So um, it kind of became this different thing, and it was was cool. Um, Right, and it's um, this is different than... Uh, I think it got hurt a lot by um, the Paris Game Show. Yeah. Because um, they, 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 they wanted to have all their, their new info coming out there. And then this was, the you know, PlayStation Experience was much more of an experience. It was a lot better if you went there. Um, it's a lot more of them showing off stuff in development and less uh, announcing new stuff. Right. Or, and or showing off new announcements and things like that. And the one thing that I wanted to mention that won't be on this list is just something that was said during uh, our our coverage of it. Um, Greg Miller was out there. He was talking to, um, this shit's not Andy house. I can't remember his name. He was talking to somebody and, Mm -hmm. uh, he, he asked, okay, the question that I need answered, when are you going to let us change our PlayStation names? Uh huh. And that's kind of been mentioned. And it's been, it's been talked about for a really long time. And he said, um, there's a lot more. And this is where it got really funny. It's what, uh, what I really liked about, the show uh, and I liked how it was different he said um, there's a lot more that goes into that than most people think and people started mm-hmm. to kind of heckle him a little bit and he's like oh sir you right there in the front row heckling uh, I didn't know you were a programmer would you like to come up here and solve this problem for me <laughs> and it was really funny everyone laughed and we had this he's like okay then That's shut good. up okay we're gonna ask you to shut the hell up um, and he goes um, but Greg I'll tell you this uh next year i don't think we'll be having this conversation 
Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, oh, shit, because people are out there with uh, um, Fart Monster 46 as their name, or MCR mm-hmm. 2016, or, you know, whatever yes, stupid course uh, bullshit that they named their, uh, uh, their PSN that they have all these trophies on uh, back when they were, like, 12 years old. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and, uh, and and I think the punchline is um, they won't be talking about this next year because they won't have Greg Miller back next year. Mm-hmm. It's not that they're going to fix this problem and let you change your name. They're just not going to have Greg Miller back next year. Yeah. Um, I mean, and that's what he gets for coming out in a Spider-Man mask and no shirt on. He does it every time. When you get Greg Miller, you're going to get two things, video games and chicken wings. And, and he does it well. And he's all out of goddamn chicken wings. So he takes his shirt off to show everyone the reason you're all out of chicken wings. Yeah. Cool. Uh, but we'll jump. Uh, we'll just jump right into it. Um, we did get a look at uh, gameplay from Shadow of the Colossus, and mm. god mm. damn it, mm. it is mm. it is really Ooh. good. Almost as good as chicken wings. Well, Almost. if I could have some chicken wings while playing, wait a minute. You could. You definitely could. Uh, but we have to wait a little bit. Because yeah. it takes time to make something look this fucking good. Oh, um, I thought you meant to make chicken wings. Okay. No, it doesn't take time at all. I'll just I'll just call up uh, call up B-dubs and send an Uber Eats out there. Okay. Uh, I'll have chicken wings before this podcast is done. I'll tell you that much. Hello? Yeah, I'm going to order some uh, chicken wings. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. The sauce I want is burn my asshole red. Mm. Uh, oh, you don't recommend this if I have anything else going on in the next five days, huh? Okay. All right, bye. <laughs> okay, it's on the way. <laughs> good, good. Um, but we have a... Yeah. Uh, so some real, We had some really good gameplay. They were just... Uh, I, I don't think... Uh, let me look here. Do they actually battle? Uh, I'm kind of scrubbing through this video real quick, just to just to say, oh, they do. Mm-hmm. Um, they battle the lizard that you have to flip it over, mm-hmm. and and it exposes its belly, and you have to stab it, and its belly once flipped over. Um, but just looking at this setting, it, it's incredible. I think this is going to do. This game's going to do incredibly well. Um, mm-hmm. because it's pretty much what mm-hmm. we've been asking for. It's not Shadow of the Colossus 2, yes. which is what we've really been asking for. Well, I mean, it sort of is. But it we kind of is. Earlier, too. It's like 1.5. Yeah. Um, it's a full rebuild. I mean, this is new code, new art, new everything. Yeah. And so it, it's not a remaster. It's a full remake. It comes back to that, why didn't we just make a new one? Like, why, why rehash yes. this game? Because it was good. You know, they could have done this later. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This could have been, but maybe this is, uh, they don't need to build capital, but maybe that's what this is. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, it looks great, though. I really recommend going to check out the Shadow of the Classes PSX 2017 PS4 gameplay trailer. Not trailer, just mm-hmm. PS4 gameplay video. Um, you will not be disappointed by it if you are a, uh, if you're a Shadows fan, or even if you're just a fan of video games in general, because this is yeah. kind of awe-inspiring. Is this, the, uh, is this the third Shadow of Mordor game? Um, let me get back to you. Or is it the first? I still have chicken wings on my mm. mind. Getting a little 
<laughs> he just fell off of the stage. Hey man, you, we can't all be winners when we're live in front of a thousand people. You know? How did he survive that? I'm kind of confused. Oh, this is weird. Get him in his dick. He did this jump and stabbed him. Yeah, that was cool. That was kind of nice. That looks new. Yeah. Oh, he's spraying out of that dick. He's spraying everywhere. He's spraying and praying mm. right now. Uh, dun, so dun, that dun, still dun. happens when you get, stab the the uh, yes, I love with it. The, yeah, uh, the black just sprays out of him. So yeah, definitely go check that shit out. It's really mm. good. And uh, the next one, uh, because I actually I I added this kind of last minute. I just threw it up this high. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a uh, little developer diary for Marvel's Spider Man at PSX. Um, and one of the writers uh, was talking about how important Spider-Man is. Not just important in the sense of um, he's important to uh, this game or he's important to the comic community. Um, mm-hmm. His importance in all of literature and being, or just all of characters in general. Um, right. And they realized when they were building the game that uh, they remember when they had first seen Spider-Man. And he became mm-hmm. the the character that they um, connected with, and because Spider Man, you can put yourself in his shoes. You know, I want right. to do this, but I have to do this, um, kind of thing. So it was really easy to connect with him, and they realized that they were fans building a Spider Man game, and. With that thought in mind, in my mind, I'm like, that's going to make a fantastic game. Because mm-hmm. you get to let, you know, the fans make the game that they want to make. Um, and introducing, right. like, Mr. Negative, he has a really cool effect on him. Um, and with the story, Mr. Negative and Peter are the same. You know, they're, um, they're, they're connected in real life. And then Pete puts on the suit, becomes Spider-Man. And shit goes kind of haywire. And now they're fighting. And Spider-Man knows who he's fighting. It, right. It's uh, which is kind of unusual. Like usually, it's kind of like he has to kind of figure out. Yeah, and he's yeah. like, "Oh no, that's crazy." Uh, but no, his you know Aunt May works for this guy that he's fighting. Wow. And he's a great guy. He he owns nonprofit stuff, and she works for some of his nonprofit stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's it, really interesting. Yeah, it, it, he owns like you know he's a uh, like does stuff with like this. Uh, homeless shelter i think that's where a lot of the stuff that we've seen takes place inside this homeless Mm -hmm. shelter that he's um you know helping all these people but then again he has this bad side the you know the mr negative side um and uh my favorite thing about this video is them showing off the game the gameplay and they Mm -hmm. show this scripted scene where he's ripping this panel off the edge of this helicopter um and you know that's the kind of shit that you expect to see uh because that's mm-hmm. all we've seen so far is all this stuff that looks scripted. Um, but closer to the end of the uh, video uh, called uh, Marvel Spider-Man PSX 2017, the importance of Marvel's Spider-Man. Um, closer to the end of the video, they show some actual gameplay of him swinging through the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what I've kind of wanted to see. What, what does this look like? That Things that aren't scripted. And I know these scripted events are all in-game. But yeah, right. and here it is. We're watching it right now. Just seeing him swing mm-hmm. through the city and running, you know, running up a building and slingshotting his way off the top of it. Um, it's it's impressive. It's nice, and I don't think I think this game's going to do incredibly well uh, mm-hmm. in in the sense of um, 
what what I want, and I assume the things that I kind of want to see out of a Spider-Man game are mm-hmm. the things that a lot of other people want to see out of a Spider-Man game. Right. Um, taking it back to that, uh, you know, what we got from Spider-Man 2, from um, Ultimate Spider-Man back on PS2, um, and not so much of just this, uh, you know, scripted whatever that, you know, that you expect. And I don't think, I think the scripted stuff is going to be there, but it's not going to be as heavy as, as, as we thought it was going to be. So mm-hmm. uh, seeing that free roam really, really made me happy, and that's why I threw it on here. Um, right. So yeah, definitely, definitely go check that out and, and be excited for Spider-Man. Uh, Sony did not all of PSX. I don't think we had one single release date. All of them said, "Oh, they'll be out yeah. in quarter one. We'll be out in spring. We'll be out in." There was no date given uh, for mm-hmm. anything. So, you know, look forward to that. I think it's. I think this one's early, right? Hopefully. Yeah. Cool. All right. Um, how much, how in depth do you want to go over this stuff? Because, like you said, a lot of it's just kind of a little bit of footage. Yeah, I mean, we um, don't really need to go too in depth over the, all of this. Um, okay. I mean, we just kind of graze over it, mention the names and the info that we have. I just wanted to right. go over that Spider-Man thing because I thought it was cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, we did get, uh, you know, we've kind of been anticipating this, but a little bit more info for um, Dreams from Media Molecule, the team that made a uh, Little Big Planet. Yep. Um, there, there is going to be a uh, beta next year. Yeah, um, um, that was what they just mentioned that they were doing a right. Um, just something so people can get their hands on and see what this is because at uh-huh. this point, I mean, we understand it's this big creative platform, but we don't understand at all what they mean by this big creative platform. Right. So, and even like even with what they've shown off, it's still like. It's it's tough to even say what it is, you know. Yeah. Like, um, it's a it, it's it's a I don't know. It's a Gary's mod mixed with Little Big Planet mixed with you know. It, it's it's kind of it's really interesting. Yeah, you get these. Um, tough. You get these like uh, templates, and then mm. you can, of course, with the templates, uh, build your world around it, um, mm-hmm. and build what kind of game you want to play. You know, from the sound to the um, style. So it's kind of cool. Right. Um, I'm very interested in seeing. Mm-hmm. Man, it it seems like it's the game to end all games, and I. But then again, I know it's not going to be. Right. It, it it can't be, but that's clearly what it's aiming for. Yeah. So very. There's a chance that it'll get close and be really awesome, and there's a chance that it'll do some No Man's Sky style. Like, oops, didn't make it. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it'll go as far as No Man's Sky. I think they have their shit handled. Um, okay. when, when Kojima goes to your studio looking for tech, um, mm. you know, I think you're, right. usually that means something. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, he would, this was definitely a place he stopped. So, um, yeah, look forward to that, uh, beta early next year, uh, mm-hmm. from them. Um, yeah. And then a game that I hadn't really heard about <laughs> previously, but now I'm really excited for, uh, Donut County, please pronounce. Yeah. Dognut County mm-hmm. is what we've been calling it. Depends on how you play, how you roll those dice, but uh-huh. um, <laughs> uh, it's kind of like a reverse uh, Katamari. Yeah. Um, you're playing like a hole in the ground that the more that you absorb from above it, the larger you grow. Yeah, you just kind of feed it, and then it and then it grows. Uh, mm-hmm. It's kind of kind of like a kind of a I don't know. I, how did you describe the art style? Um, 
Minimalist. Salvador Dali. Dali-esque? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure there are other um, other styles, but it's definitely low-poly minimal. Uh-huh. Um, from, yeah, from the get-go, that's the way it feels. Uh, it, very mute color. They don't really use mm-hmm. shading too heavy. And, uh, yeah, it, and it has that flat feel. But, you mm-hmm. know, there's nothing wrong with that. And next thing you know, you know, you're growing this... Uh, this little hole in the ground and you're picking up like acorns mm-hmm. and then you know next thing you know you're picking up a garbage can and then uh, right. you know full animals and now a car and now a house and you're just you're just eating things um, mm-hmm. it, it it looks really entertaining I think it's gonna be a fun uh, fun puzzle game so right uh, yeah I agree go check out uh, go check out Donut County mm. um, I was spicy man I was gonna say let's look at this next one um, but I don't really have anything. Like, I didn't actually watch too much on uh, mm. The Last of Us 2. Um, yeah, a lot of this stuff is going to be, like, um, you know, it's it's some actors, some 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 of the characters we saw in this new trailer. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's behind-the-scenes stuff. Right. Um, it's really not a lot, like, other than just, like, playing a video and walking away. There's not a, much that we can add to it. So, um... I think yeah, they definitely check out. They did reveal some new info um, uh, at PSX, but I haven't mm. actually checked it out yet. Right, it's in this video somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it's in here somewhere. Um, I know Druckmann's so, uh, on stage, and they talk to him yeah. quite a bit. Um, Daddy Drux. Yeah, Big Daddy Drux. Mm. He's a beautiful motherfucker, isn't he? Mm. Look at that beard. Yeah, he's a handsome. He's a handsome Look at that beard. boy. Look at that hair. He mm-hmm. knows what he's doing. He's well put together, isn't he? Okay. Very cool. We'll move on. Uh, um, yeah, so we had uh, a little bit more uh, for God of War. Yeah, we had uh, Coney Bar- uh, Co- Corey Barlog out there talking about That's where true. the game is at uh, from mm-hmm. Sony Santa Monica. And um, he <laughs> he was a funny guy. Uh, I, actually mm-hmm. liked, I actually liked him a lot. Uh, at, at the end of the show, uh, after everyone was out there, like, what, would we, uh, what game would we all make if we were all making a game together? And uh, and Corey spoke up and he said, I think it would be a lot like uh, Death Stranding, because obviously the most powerful person in the room is Koshima, amongst all uh-huh. the directors. Um, but he goes, I think it would be Death Stranding, but made in the Dreams uh, game. Engine. <laughs> That's yeah. funny. And uh, yeah, you know, they were, they were just kind of talking about where the game's at. He actually said the game is all but complete. They're on the uh, testing phase mm-hmm. now. So picking out... Um, what works and moving it forward to finished and picking out mm-hmm. what needs uh, a little more attention and throwing it back. Um, so they're on the testing phase, and uh, I think we'll look forward to getting this um, uh, next year. Yep. I don't think it'll be late next year. I don't even think it'll be summer next year. Uh, should, I mean, there's still a release date out there that says uh, December 31st. Now, right. I don't think that's going to happen. I think it could be more of a February get game. This, yeah, I think we're going to get this relatively quickly. Right. So, um, you know, hang on tight. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I threw this one on there last minute, too, um, just because I didn't know, and I was excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Forest is a game that I've been long looking at for uh, uh, on Steam, and I just never picked it up because I didn't have people to play it with. Um, is now coming to PS4. Mm-hmm. Um, it is very much a survival game. Um, and, and a building game. Uh, you're building your um, 
you're building basically your compound to survive. Uh, but mm-hmm. in the forest, there is some fucked up shit. And when night falls, you get to see it. Um, so it's uh, it's don't starve, but with the like graphical fidelity of something like uh, Far Cry. Mm-hmm. So it, you know, it's it and it has that uh, that horror aspect too. You know, you're spelunking and you're finding things and. Uh, like right now in the video, they come across a pit of dead bodies, and then they, uh-huh. the bodies start to stand up, and it's just a, a bean of legs, mm-hmm. which is horrifying. Um, yeah, that's not uh, that's not what you want to run into. Definitely not what you run into. Want to run into, <laughs> but this could be a lot of fun. I mean, I know you and I had a good time with uh, um, "Don't Starve," and this feels kind of like "Don't Starve," like really next level. Like, mm-hmm. don't starve. I also get, a like, a Fortnite feel, because you're trying to protect your compound um, mm-hmm. and survive the waves. So uh, this could be something fun, I think, uh, a group of us could play in the future. Well, this this game's been in development for a really long time. Yeah, it has. Um, it's been in early access for, like, two years. Yep. So um, I'm excited to see what it's shaping up into. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah, so there there is going to also be... Um, there's going to be a VR kind of... It's supposed to be like one section of uh, yeah, a kind of a VR so. map for The Last Guardian. Um, so it's not the full game, which would be amazing. But uh, just kind of like a cool like a mission. I know PlayStation's been kind of pushing these types of things, like the little, um, you know, kind of experience-based yeah. thing. And especially with the PSVR um, coming mm-hmm. out, it's like, you know, let's push this, you know push these games that we have into this other direction just to see what happens. Right. And that's what they're doing right. with The Last Guardian. So, um, I mean, it's not really too much to note because we don't really know a whole lot about it. Um, I'm not sure if you have to right. buy a new thing. I imagine it'll just be something if you have The Last Guardian. Here you go. Mm-hmm. If you have VR as well. So, uh, yeah, something to look forward to just if you're a, if you're a fan. Right. Um, so yeah, speaking of that, there was some more gameplay um, for uh, Detroit Become Human. Yeah, this was uh, really basically they did like a like a crowd play along, like kind of like a Twitch plays. Yeah, this was really cool. Um, I, I jumped to the section of the video um, where it shows the android coming up, and we've seen this sec- this section a lot, where the guy, mm. where the um where the other uh, like sentient being is standing on this ledge with this girl at gun, this little girl at gunpoint. Mm-hmm. And you get to go into the apartment literally from the elevator as this other, um, I think his name's Connor uh, Android. Mm-hmm. And you're piecing together things. And um, throughout the experience, he figures out um, who the parents are, who the little girl is, um, kind of pieces together what happened. Uh, the Android you know, in question has been shot. Um, and other, you know, he had, he, he had been shot and he had returned fire and he had killed the police officer. And now he has a, you know, he has this, he has the girl on the edge that he was, uh, in the care of. He also shot and killed, uh, the girl's father. The mother was Mm -hmm. pulled out of there, uh, because she was losing her shit. Freaking Um, out. Yeah. And, uh, he picks up, you know, Connor picks up a gun after he reconstructs some things. And you don't have to do this. None of this has to happen. 
Um, so, you know, this is just what happened. Um, he picks up the gun, he goes out there, talks to the guy, um, and the whole time as he's figuring out things, like while he was wandering around the apartment, it would tell you your probability of success. And it could mm-hmm. go up or down at any given moment. And uh, mm-hmm. they were doing this whole thing, all reactions, uh, or all of your decisions were based off of what people were saying in the crowd. Whatever he heard was the loudest, that's what he would do. Mm-hmm. And uh, it made a really cool experience. And at the end, they ended up uh, uh, picking up the gun, going out there, reasoning with him. Um, he wouldn't take, uh, he basically wouldn't do exactly what you wanted. Um, hmm. Even though you said uh, that you, like, even though you waved off a helicopter for him, um, and, oh, I'll fucking add, nice, um, right in the middle of the video, <laughs> you mm-hmm. waved the helicopter off for him, um, you know, to make him feel better. And he was still kind of giving you shit. So, uh, and you lied to him about having a gun. Mm-hmm. You just whip out the gun and blast him right in the freaking face. That's um, cool. And it was all organic choices. It was really cool to see. Um, and the little girl falls onto the, uh, falls onto the ledge and then she like kind of scurries forward. And, uh, yeah. Uh, Android down, little girl saved. Uh, it was a really cool live experience to just watch. Um, I really mm-hmm. recommend checking that out. I think uh, GameSpot has a really good um, video of uh, a video titled Detroit uh, Become Human played with live audience from PSX 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then at the end, Connor just drops the magazine out of the gun, ejects the bullet from the chamber, hands it to a cop, tosses the magazine aside, and walks out like a badass. Mm-hmm. But he did his job. It's what he's there for. Bye. Definitely did his job, and he got the fuck up out of there. Um, That's cool. So it was really cool. I'm, I'm super pumped to play. Yeah, if you watch Oof. that video and you're not pumped for it, uh, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> yes, cool. I agree. Um, and uh, coming up to the last two things that we have here. Um, mm-hmm. Monster Hunter World, which we talked about a little bit, um, also introduced uh, a Mega Man collaboration uh, with Gear and your uh, little, what's it called, the Palico? The little cat? Yeah, yeah. Um, you can now get rid of the cat and just have an 8-bit Mega Man running around with you <laughs> doing shit. You can feed him full sausages and stuff. Um, it's ridiculous. You you And you get different weapons based on different Mega Man uh, men from different Mega hmm. Man games. Like the Dark Man from Mega Man 5, you get a bow. That's a Dark Man bow. Um, oh, that's funny. And, you know, there's one, one weapon for every... Uh, yeah, one weapon for... Um, each type of weapon from a Mega Man game. Hmm. Um, So that's the second collaboration we've seen uh, for Monster Hunter World. The first being uh, Horizon. You can play as uh, Aloy. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of cool. Just a little bit. Hmm. And the last thing uh, was uh, the infamous shirt was the actual only announcement um, Mm -hmm. that uh, Medieval uh, the PlayStation 1 game, a uh, game that hasn't been touched since 2005. Um, yeah. And is, even that one probably should not have been touched. <laughs> right. Um, is not technically, I can't say, and they wouldn't say that it's being developed. Um, they mm. said that it's being discussed. Um, 
I mean, somebody spent the time to make this to debut. Right, and, you know, making a trailer like this isn't really too crazy. Mm. Um, the hardest thing to make would be this uh, uh, little zombie guy at the end. Um, they didn't ha- have a date. They didn't have... They had very little. Um, so mm. it's super early. Uh, super early, I think, to mm. really say too much about it. But, you know, if you're a big fan... Um, there you go. That was the biggest announcement that they had at PSX. <laughs> the rest of it was fireside chat with assholes. No, with cool people. Um, featuring assholes. Featuring assholes, like Greg Miller. Yeah, I'm calling you out, big guy. Big buddy. Beat you at Friday the 13th, and I'll do it again. God damn it. That's funny. But cool. Uh, that is pretty much all we had. Uh, actually, I say pretty much all we had. Uh, this is uh, going on almost a three-hour podcast now. Um yeah. Uh, covering everything from the Video Game Awards and PSX 2017 to the mm-hmm. weekly news and all of the games that are coming out this week. Um, thank you guys for hanging out. As always, if you get a chance, head on over to facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc. to check out all the top news and video game stuff. Everything you hear on the podcast, you'll see there first. It's a good way to interact with us, too. So please get out there, uh, comment, let us know what you guys are thinking. Uh, as well, right. follow us on Twitter at Man's Games Inc. So you know when we go live and do cool stuff like this. Um, and make sure you're checking out uh, our digital dungeon stuff. We've been playing Apocalypse World pretty regularly. And mm-hmm. uh, I think our next one is scheduled for next weekend. So Yeah, and I'm, I'm uh, also, we're, we're gearing up, um, possibly getting another uh, crew rolling. And um, might even have a in-person group in the future as well so oh cool yeah uh, i'm just gonna have to see how that all how how that all falls right um and uh we're currently in talks we were planning on doing it on december 2nd it kind of fell Mm. through because of plans but uh kids on bikes play session with the devs is still on we're talking again with them to set everything up and make sure that we can actually uh have uh, you know playing something like this you have to make sure your schedules are open um, mm-hmm. So their schedule wasn't open on the second, so we ended up uh, loosely. I say rescheduling, but it's rescheduling by just going. Well, we'll do that sometime soon. <laughs> right, right. So it's still in the scheduling phase of the rescheduling, but it's it's in the pipeline. Right. So uh, make sure you follow us on those. Um, for me, the real nights. For make sure you type the follow button here on Twitch, um, and subs are always uh, uh, appreciated for sure. And make sure you're following mm-hmm. MGI here on. Twitch. Um, and then if you're listening to this podcast uh, that comes out every Monday on iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean.com uh, Reviews are very much appreciated. We would like to know what you would want us to do uh, to make this podcast better for you. Um, so, uh, yeah, pretty much anything that you have to say, we're all ears. So, thank you guys for hanging out and uh, until next time, I'm Night Swarm. And I'm Filtercord. Later. <laughs>